Today's episode is sponsored and engineered by Daniel Adama Productions. Daniel Adama is available for anything music production, audio recording, video production, band group picks, live concert picks. He's got a PA available for doing small shows. He's got in-ear monitoring systems and everything you need for a great production. He designed my podcast setup and I love it. And he could build you a podcast system too. Daniel Adama takes enormous pride in his work and he's got a passion for great music production. Contact Daniel and get your video made, get your band pictures done, and take your stage production to the next level. Message Daniel Adama on Facebook Messenger or message him on Instagram at Daniel78336. Don't wait, it's time to create. Contact Daniel Adama Productions today and tell him that Tony Gomez sent you. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Christmas is just a few days away and I can't wait. This is my favorite time of the year. Please join me in the Harbor City All-Stars and Headbangers Pit at the House of Rock this Friday, December 23rd for my third annual Twisted Christmas Spectacular. The proceeds are going to the Coastal Bend Food Bank, so please bring your can and dry food donations to the show this Friday at the House of Rock. We're asking for a $5 donation along with some canned goods at the door for a night of Christmas family fun. The Harbor City All-Stars are made up of 16 musicians from over 10 bands, and they're playing over a dozen rocking Christmas classics. And Headbangers Pit, they're going to be playing a big set of your metal favorites from Megadeth, Pantera, Slipknot, and much more. So I want you to come out to the House of Rock this Friday, bring the whole family, and sing along with us as we celebrate Christmas. Today on the show, I have the pleasure of interviewing Casey Lane, owner of the House of Rock. Casey and I go back nearly 20 years. He's been booking my bands, Killamora, Fistful of Metal, and my Pantera tribute band, Vulgar Display of Power, for nearly two decades. Casey's been a huge supporter of all Coastal Bend artists, musicians, movie producers, actors, actresses, and independent creators. He really loves this city and has a yearly free Texas-style tamale dinner on Christmas Eve. And he's partnering up with me for my annual benefit for the Coastal Bend Food Bank, My Twisted Christmas Spectacular. Casey's one of the best people I know with the hardest, biggest Texas. He's a family man, an entrepreneur, and a pillar of our community. He helps make Corpus Christi a great place to visit, but especially a great place to live. Let's get to it. Here's my interview with Casey Lane, owner of the House of Rock. It's time to fire it up. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show today. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Mr. Casey Lane, owner of the House of Rock. How's it going today, Casey? Man, it's great. It's a good day. It is, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks a lot for uh, uh, your patience and uh, your your perseverance in, in getting our meeting together. I know we've had some ups and downs. I came down with the flu. Uh, work has been happening with you. And, you know, up it's it's life. Yeah, man. I've been looking forward to it. I'm glad it finally is coming to fruition here. Yes, bro. You know, Casey, you're responsible for my 
my favorite gig, probably my biggest gig that I've had in my career so far, and that's playing the 2005, the Sounds of the Underground. Yeah, Concrete Street. Yeah, man. You know, it's it's all about yeah, paying your dues. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think everybody just in in in, in corpus. Uh, has that idea where it's like you know nothing's really given it's one of those things where you just got to go out there and you got you got to earn it make a name for yourself have some have a crowd that's going to come out and support you and i think uh i felt like we we were in that position with Kilimora, and that's kind of why we got that 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 phone call from you saying hey you guys want to do this and uh man it was just it was an unforgettable show that is still um one of the best times in my life yeah, man, that was a, that was a great show, and I, I'd agree with you. You know, I think some of the in any any side of the business, you know, I think people who who have done it a long time make it look easy, and sometimes I think you're you're doing it well when it looks like it was just given, you know, and you know yes. pe- people that are there at the sounds of the underground show. Or the big shows, we'll talk about those shows, but the smaller shows and, and the, the things you do that kind of cut your teeth, uh, once again, on all sides of the business, nobody's there to see it, and they're not there to talk about it, and so they don't know about it, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it, getting there, not just getting up on the stage and, and performing, but, you know, the practices and, and the hours spent, you know, perfecting your craft. You all know, that grinding. Uh, yeah, there's a yes. lot of it that goes into it, and, you know, a lot of bands, you know, try it for years, that you just don't know about it until that first record breaks, or the first big deal happens, you know, and then people start right. to think they're a new band, you know, or a new place or a new promoter when they've actually been doing it for a while that's exactly right i know what you mean and you know that perseverance and a determination and good work ethic you know it's going to pay off it's yeah. going to pay off but right. you know uh, i've never got into music because of, of 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 money or anything like that it was more of just uh, man i wanted to uh, see how it felt to uh, be like uh, gene simmons up on stage you know, yeah. and, and and even even blow out fire and spit blood and paint my face and and I did some of that. I, I did the blood part and I did the paint facing, yeah. uh, paint uh, face painting. But I would still like to learn how to how to blow fire. Maybe if I get the opportunity and the right person, maybe to train me, I would I, I would go for it. Hey, there's still time. Yeah, there's, there's still time. Exactly right. Hey, if I lose the goatee, it's all right. It'll grow back. Yeah, yeah, it's right all right. On. Other than that, I'm bald, so I don't really have to worry about you know. My hair going up in flames. Yeah, yeah. So that's you a relief. It. You got it. <laughs> well, you know, ever since I can remember, you've been running the House of Rock. How long have you been the owner? Uh, we've been there, uh, it'll be 18 years in July. So, so 17 18. and a half, you know. Yeah. Um, I actually got involved uh, um, maybe a month after it opened. Yeah, I've got a couple of business partners that opened it up. Uh, great guys. They had some successful bars here in town. And, and uh, um, I was working at the time at Concord Street Amphitheater. And, and they... Uh, um, you know, these guys called me up, said we got a we got a venue. We opened it up. Uh, we need help booking and promoting and, and, and running it as a venue. And and, and uh, they learned it's a little bit different to run a venue than than a bar, you know. And right. it was good to have those guys on my side because they're excellent bar operators, you know. And and uh, so we, I came in about a month or so after it opened and have been there pretty much since the beginning. Wow, man! And and are they still your partners? They are. Uh, there was four of us at the beginning. Uh, at, at one point, uh, I, I was able to buy one of them out, and the other two are still there. And they, they've been great guys. One of them, uh, Stan Ulatoski, you, you probably know him. Uh, worked around town for a while, but he's he's now um, left the bar. He was working, and he's coming in and helping out during days. And so he actually helps run wow. the place these days. And and uh, David Wilson, who's got another couple of bars and, and ventures here in town, is kind of he shows up uh, for good news or bad news. He's always yeah. around when we need him. Uh, uh, but other than that, you know, it's, it's pretty much uh, myself running it, and, and Stan's now on board. Helping out as well. That's awesome. 
good team right there to make it all work. It is, yeah. You know, I mean, it's like any relationship. We've had our ebb and flows over the years, you know. But uh, but yeah. at the end of the day, they're they're good guys, and and uh, we share the same vision, and that that always is helpful. Whenever your vision's the same, and you know how to get For there, sure. um, that they trust in the decisions that I'm making, and and uh, you know they're proud of House of Rock and what we've done, and, and it's been a great relationship with those guys. What a war! You know, it's it's a winning team. Yeah, awesome, absolutely. awesome. You know, are there any bands that have played the House of Rock that that have graduated now to just going to Concrete Street now? Yeah, there's a few. You know, I, I think if you're uh, most recent, um, there's a band called Revolution, and they're a yeah. reggae band. They're coming to Concrete Street and uh, this summer, and they're actually on. They're headlining a show. Iration is direct support, and then the Expendables are there, and Pacifier on there. And uh, we were joking the other day. That's the uh, House of Rock alumni because all of those bands have headlined their own shows at House of Rock, and yes. now they're on this bigger bill at, at Concrete Street. That's probably the most recent, you know, the, of bands that that uh, have made that move. But there have been several over the years that have kind of gone from uh, House of Rock to Brewster Street, from Brewster Street to Concrete Street. You know, yeah. so uh, you know, Corpus. I, I love this town. You know, and, and to be able to grow from one venue to the next venue is a unique situation that, that uh, I've, I've been uh, fortunate to be a part of you know it's, it's, it's exciting it's super cool exactly yeah. uh you've helped orchestrate that for uh uh for myself you know uh as well as whether it's been like fistful of metal or or uh, or Killamora, you know now we've made it to brewster street mm-hmm. you know the other venue i want to get to is american bank center yeah you yeah. know that's like the pinnacle right here in corpus and and uh, who knows I'm still working if, on I it. I think if we can get your fire breathing down, I yes. think we can do that. That oh, might be the venue for it. That'd be damn. the venue for it. Speaking of Kiss, I think I saw that. Uh, that I don't know if you to that show at American Bank Center, but uh, yeah. it was amazing. And uh, that's a good uh, venue to uh, breathe fire without a doubt. For real. Yeah. That's right. I love that, Casey. Oh, man, you, you got me on the Kiss trip, and so it kind of distracted me. I'm thinking of breathing fire. Man, I could do that. That's what I need to get to to make that American Bank stage stage. Godly. Well, you know, another band that's kind of been there is, uh, is you know, Shattered Sun. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, they've, you know, from one thing to the next, they've just been out there paying their dues, you know, putting kick-ass shows on in House of Rock, uh, projecting that and, and moving into the next level of Brewster Street. And uh, next thing you know, they're doing uh, Mayhem Festivals with Slayer and going on the road with Testament and Exodus. And, you know, I remember the night um, meeting uh, Chuck Billy over at Brewster Street when they did... Uh, a huge sold out show over there and uh, it was awesome because you know Chuck was their manager at the time and him being the singer from Testament was um, to me it was like wow you you guys got it made you you you, you really got it made and I'm just really so proud of them because they're really so humble and, and, and great artists and musicians and, and super cool guys and uh, I love when the, when you when you uh, have those kind of success stories yeah I could agree more you know go back to what you said uh, at the start of the, the conversation of you know, cutting your teeth and working hard. I mean, those guys are so hardworking. Uh, yeah. And they take uh, every show they do very serious. It's not just a pickup gig for Friday. If any, anything they commit to, you know, they're they're all in, you know. Uh, and I would say the same with your projects and Killamore and over the years is one of the reasons I, I've really enjoyed working with y'all, not just the the show and, and, and the crowd and the fun, um, but y'all y'all take it serious, you know. And, and, and uh, um, it's a labor of love and y'all, y'all take pride, you know. And I think the bands that, that kind of put that, can keep that momentum and energy going, you know, man, sky's the limit you know and it's, it's great to see bands you know especially from our hometown you know they can they can uh, bust out of corpus and go on to the next big thing and get on those tours and those festivals and, and uh, yes. come back with the road stories you know always right best, you know? <laughs> i'm really proud of them and, and you know it's it's just it's a testament to hard work and hard work don't and it's not going to pay off here in a week or two it's going to pay off down the road 
That's you get, a, you, you're gonna have faith in yourself and, and 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 faith in what you're doing, and it's gonna come back around. Yeah, it's really a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, I say. I mean, good it, way it's, it's in it. for the long haul, and and uh, you know, if you're looking for instant gratification, you know, you may get it here and there, but really, if if you're looking for longevity, it, you, mm-hmm. you got to look down the road and, and really know that there's gonna be some ups and downs, and and uh, just keep trucking, you know, keep on keeping at it, you know, and yeah, and the ever changing music scene. I mean, technology is changing. The way people listen to music is changing. The way people are buying tickets is changing. I mean, you know, you got to kind of stay on top. Of of all of that you know and learn how to you know promote you know from from the old days of just putting flyers on car windshields to myspace to facebook you know to tiktok now and all these other things that are going on so it's really kind of it's a fluid industry and you got to kind of stay up with it you know and and, uh, ever-changing it is so ever-changing. Uh, you have a marketing person that takes care of that, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, fortunate. Stephanie uh, Brazil has been with us now for 11 years. She just hit her 11-year mark, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm fortunate. She handles the, the majority of the marketing and the box office. And, yeah. and uh, you know, we're mom and pop, so we all wear a lot of hats. And we, we partner and team up on a lot of things. But really, at the end of the day, when it's time to get a, a show announced and tickets on sale and the word out, Stephanie does a heck of a job for us. You know, That's she, great. great. That's That has a lot to do with getting people in the door. It does. Yeah, it does. Staying, you know. in, staying ahead of things and, and uh, doing things the right way and and, uh, and putting the word out on, on all those uh, venues and avenues that are out there socially. Um, so many people don't really get out too much. So they're on their phone getting in all the information they need that they're looking for. You just got to find a way to, to make that happen. For And for now an 11-year veteran like her, man, it's awesome. No wonder yeah, yeah. House of Rock just keeps on uh, growing and, 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 and you know just becoming a bigger part of... of uh, the best part of what, what Corpus Christi is about, you know, community, um, helping each other out and, and really just, you know, even though the title is House of Rock, you do everything. You know, there's there's no kind of music that you favor. It's like you welcome everything and and uh, it just provides, you know, that kind of uh, um, the stage. For yeah. us musicians to come out there and, and, and be the artist that we want to do. There's a quote, and, and, and I don't know if it was Willie Nelson or somebody, I can't remember which guy said it, but the, there's something that stuck with me years ago, and he said there's two kinds of music, there's good music and bad music. Promote good music. You <laughs> Promote know? So good, it's that, pretty that, simple. That's, that's what we try to do. We, you know, we do our best. We don't always hit the mark, you know, but we do our best. <laughs> uh, and, and also, you know, art, music, all that's real subjective, you know. So right. you got to keep that in mind, you know, and there's a lot of people in this town that love metal, love punk, love country, uh, love, love uh, hip-hop, and, and yep. uh, all kinds of music. So, you know, there's obviously genres and things that I kind of gravitate towards that, that I like personally, but there's also things that I've just done a bunch. And so I, I know, you know, how to market a reggae show because I've done a ton of them, you know. And, yeah. and, and, and so some of those things we kind of gravitate towards and, and, and every once in a while we have to step out of our comfort zone and try something new, you know, and sometimes sure. it works and sometimes it doesn't. And, and sometimes music is just an investment, you know. Um, Texas country has done great in this town for years and years, you know. And, and uh, yeah. um, a part of it is, one, we're in Texas, but also there has been promoting people have been promoting that style of music for decades in this town and so a lot of these guys the That's you know that, that are on the main stage of concrete street started off at the executive surf club is just you know opening bands for larger acts you know and, and yeah there was an investment in that and so their fan base has been growing with them now for so many years you know and i would say you know metal corpus has always kind of had a harder edge there's a lot of these older bands that will still come to town and bring in mass amounts of people because they, they, they've been they've invested the time in the corpus they've got that history in corpus you know and so that, yeah. that makes it a little easier. And, and then, of course, you know, like I said, trying to push the envelope and get out of our comfort zone is something we've got to remind ourselves to do every once in a while or, or you kind of fall in that rut 
of just kind of rinse and repeat, um, which works sometimes from a business standpoint. But, um, you know, going back to being proud of what we're doing, we like to try some new stuff yeah, and some edgy stuff. And sometimes we hit home runs and uh, sometimes we see some of the greatest bands ever. And there's 10 of us yeah. in, the, in the venue watching it, you know, so we, we've all been there. Tell me about it. Wow. Perfectly said. Goodness gracious. That's awesome. Now, what are some of the bands that have gone out to the House of Rock and sold out? Oh man, we've had a few uh, um, um, suicidal tendencies. I one, remember one that of my one. favorites. Yeah. Yes, uh, um, was a good one. Gore, uh, another old school band oh, that came shit. through. That was that was uh, awesome. Um, they made the mess and everything, right? Oh yeah, man, it was a mess. We we actually. Uh, a couple of buddies of mine uh, uh, <laughs> came in. Uh, musicians, actually, uh, uh, Jerry Moore and, and uh, some of our other other friends went out, and uh, All right. we got a bunch of plastic and carpet from a dumpster. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, well, the carpet from a dumpster, plastic from Home Depot. We made that. We did the, the. They joked said it looked like the inside of a condom inside House of Rock, and we yeah. covered our walls, covered the ceiling, covered the floor. Um, into the night, man, we rolled everything up, took it to the dumpster, and it was almost like it never happened. You know, it's wow, a, it's amazing, genius. Yes, it's amazing how much <laughs> stuff that the, the gore spews out from the stage right. that ends up on people's clothes and that soaks up the majority of it the floors weren't that bad you know yeah. uh, um, you know you could tell there was a gore show without a doubt right you know? but at the same time it wasn't the cleanup wasn't as nearly of a headache as, as, as i thought and you know those guys are pro they've been doing it so long yeah. that they know that if they go into a venue and just wreck it you know that the chance <laughs> to get invited back are slim you know so, so no those kidding. guys were, were respectful and put on a, a great show and did what they did you know I love that. Give me another one. You know, our first sold out show ever uh, was a reggae band. Speaking of reggae, called uh, Slightly Stupid. Uh, back yeah, in the of day. course, Slightly and, Stupid. Um, those Killer. guys uh, came in and uh, did great. Pepper sold out as well. Um, oh um, hell yeah! Steve Earle, country guy, came through on uh, heard of Steve and, and Earle. Filled, yeah, filled the place, uh, which was a really fun show. Um, so yeah, there's been several uh, over the years. You know, Stick Figure uh, sold out through there. Um, I want to say, I want to say, upon a burning body. Has hit that mark before. There's been several metal shows. I want shows to say, even just the other last night, it was close last night. It was night. close, it was close oh, okay. last night, you know, uh, um, um, but uh, close enough. We can close enough. I dig yeah. it. So I can say we filled the house several times over the years, you know, For and, sure. and uh, um, sometimes surprisingly, and sometimes, you know, it's just, you know, uh, I feel fortunate that we even get the call for some of these bands and that, that want to come to Corpus. And, All right. um, you know, sometimes I feel like, man, this is a, a small venue for a band that's size and they'll come in and, and uh, fill it up and uh, there's a band called Circus Survive which was one of those uh, they came through and man we sold out the first show within a couple of days you know yeah uh, looked at their calendar and noticed they had the next day was open so I called the agent and said dude we sold out we can tack on another day if you want and within a couple hours we had a second show added and they sold out both shows back to back it was mind-blowing you know the response yeah. we got from, from the community on, on that band and then uh you know, as they were leaving, uh, Anthony Green, who's the, the the front man, you know, for the band, I said, hey, man, thanks a lot. I said, just so you know, I also, you know, and uh, I work with Brewster Street. It's a larger venue. And he says, no, nah, man. He says, we're coming back here. He says, my management's going to kill me. He says, but this is the vibe that I like. This is what Ooh. I want to do. And uh, yeah. he came back with a solo project twice, you know, since then. So so that was that was always fun and then a kind of a blessing, you know, to, to, yeah. get, uh, to get people who... You know, just like that vibe of a small room, you know, and and uh, so yeah, we're very fortunate to to fill the house several times. Super, super cool, man. I love that. You know, just just having that uh, that love for it's like you know that's a perfect size venue for me. 
You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's and 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 him to be true to that. It's like, you know what, management might be on my ass, but this is the kind of place I want to play. Yeah. We're gonna sell it out um, without a doubt. Maybe we gotta go a little bit higher on the, on the price to make it worthwhile for everybody going on. But you know, you just have that preference. Yeah, and I think too, it's just I'm spoiled, right? I grew up uh, working <laughs> in small venues, you know, so so I just I love to see bands in small venues up close yeah. and personal, you know. And there's another band, uh, uh, Pepper, which is kind of like a rock reggae band, and they they mm-hmm. supported slightly stupid at Concrete Street. And after the show, they end up coming to House of Rock for drinks. And the guy says, oh, man, we love this place. We're going to come back. You know? Yeah. And I said, cool, man. Appreciate it. And I'm, all, I'm thinking, you know, man, if I had a nickel every time a, a band from Concrete Street said they were going to come and step down <laughs> in the House of Rock, you know. And I got a call like two weeks later from the agent. Uh, asked for an offer. I put an offer in. They confirmed. And, you know, months later, yeah. the band shows up. And then the, the singer walks up and says, hey, I told you we'd be back, you know. Yes. So uh, it was it's cool to, to, to get that kind of vibe and to have people that come in and appreciate what we're doing and, and appreciate that the um, the uniqueness of a small venue and that that personal touch for you know? sure. It, it's it's a great location here in Corpus. Uh, to me, it's it's a uh, one of the trademarks uh, of what Corpus is about. Uh, you got to go stop at the House of Rock. You know, it, it, it's great food, great music, great people. Um, perfect kind of place you want to go hang. Yeah, well, thank you, man. We, yeah. we, we, we work hard at it. And, you know, along with Stephanie, there's a handful of people that have been there a long time. Uh, Scotty Moore, who's a big fan yeah, of yours. Yeah, Scotty. Morris, he came on as Shout a street, a street teamer. Uh, volunteer yeah. just to come in, pass out flyers. He was a high school kid wanting free tickets, you know. So we worked out a deal. Hang some flyers and I'll set you up. And, and uh, he became a, uh, a paid employee and, and he is now uh, helping us run lights and do things. And so he's learning uh, a little bit more off production side. And, and uh, yeah. he's been there, I want to say, almost 11 years as well as a paid employee. But I think he had about two or three ahead of time where he was just coming Damn. in and helping hang flyers. And uh, man, he's, he's been phenomenal. So they uh, had a coach ass. in high school that said, man, to be successful, surround yourself with good people, you know? And so I think that's one of the things that, that I've always tried to do at House of Rock is, you know, get get the right players, get the, put the aces in their places, as they say. Big time. Aces yeah. in your places. Before we move on from the sold out shows, I got to I gotta uh, throw props to one of my favorite local bands of all time is Anchor Watt. Oh, yeah. And when they did that reunion show, when they got uh, their own star over there uh, uh, at, on the Surf Club. Yeah, the Walk the of Fame. The Walk of Fame, yeah. the Stars of Fame. Oh, my goodness, man. I was so proud of them. Um, you know, uh, growing up, I was a big fan of, of, of Dave and, the, and, 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 and the whole lineups that, the, that they had throughout the years with Anchor Watt. And um, just uh, a huge fan. So when they when I heard about the comeback, I was like, "Holy shit, Lori, we're, let's go check this out. It's going to be awesome." And then when we pulled up, the line going around the building to get yeah. in, it was just like, "Holy, sh- this is so amazing!" And and I'm glad that you know the the vibe that was in there and the energy was um, it was electrifying. It was just it, it took me back to the days of whenever I would go see that band. And uh, you know, it was it was kind of like when I was I was having a fanboy moment yeah. because I love Dave, I love his energy, um, I love the power of the band and the music of the band. And uh, one of my favorite moments being there at the House of Rock. So I, I definitely wanted to uh, give a shout out to all the members of Anchor Watt, uh, Mike and Dave, um, uh, Titsworth, and of course Dave Brinkman. Uh, amazing guys, amazing yeah, guys. Yeah, great guys. Yeah. So let me keep going over here. What are some unforgettable shows that you've had uh, where you just had the fucking people going crazy? Man, there's been a few, you know. Uh, <laughs> I would say uh, one of the most infamous shows in my mind. Uh, Give uh, it to me. Br- Brujeria. 
Holy man. shit. Yeah. You know, I grew up listening to those guys, and, and uh, I was, man, one of those, again, so excited to have them come to House of Rock. Rowdiest crowd I've ever seen there. I mean, there, there's yeah. really, in all my years of doing this, very few times where I felt like, man, I might not have control of the situation, you know, and that was one of them. It got a little sketchy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, people were loving it, but there was, you know, sometimes a few bad apples, you know, spoil the bunch, and so there was definitely some uh, crowd management we were doing that night, but it was, yeah. you know, nonstop asking people to to leave and and uh i, I knew it was going to be rowdy we were staffed up we did everything we thought we could and and uh, nobody good. nobody it wasn't wasn't a problem by the end of the night but it was one of those when the band kind of said thank you good night we were ready for that moment you know so yeah. many shows the band <laughs> says thank you good night you're dying for that that one more song or two more songs and right. we were like all right everybody time to go you know uh, <laughs> it, it was one of those uh, uh so th- that'll always uh, be a, a memorable night for us um absolutely you know, a personal favorite man clutch i've been a huge clutch oh, fan oh yeah yeah. My, my entire life and you know when we, we first opened house of rock um you know uh, you know I, I guess for lack of a better term because i got my ego checked a little bit but i'd put in at this point about nine years managing the executive surf club or working the surf club and you know booking all kinds of shows there and then i left for and i did two full years at concrete street and then got to book these giant shows sounds the underground different things were happening yeah then i get the house of rock and almost every agent said hey man what i'm hearing you say is you're in a b market south texas at, a, at a, a privately owned venue with no financial backing, they said, Casey, you've never burned us, but man, I can't put my band down there. You know, if the if most venues close, you know, and if, if the show doesn't happen or something goes wrong, man, I could lose my job. I can't put my client in that position. So for the first time, Damn. You know, I, I found myself kind of breaking the chain of command and calling bands directly and just saying, dude, I need you to talk to your camp. I need you to come in. I need a favor. I need you to come in and, and uh, uh, I need you to play a show, you know, and we're going to do it. We're going to do it well and, and, and it's going to be fun. And, um, um, and making those calls, there was a, an agent, uh, Tim Boro, um, who uh, um, uh, was working with Clutch, still works with Clutch, I believe. That, and, uh, uh, and he took a chance on us, which was uh, something yeah. I'll always uh, remember. Um, but, uh, you know, he, so we got Clutch in there fairly quickly. Um, and the band called Kelly, or a guy named Kelly Carmichael, opened up, you know, for the first time. And cool. came very close to selling out. Uh, Clutch did two hour, uh, two, I'm sorry, not two hours, but two sets, uh, two full sets. And played wow. almost everything in their catalog that you wanted to hear. Damn! Um, had a great time, and uh, of course, we got to book him again a, a couple years later. Um, yeah, with uh, the sword opened up, which is another I remember one of that my one. favorite yeah, bands. That was, I was know? at so, that one. Yeah, so that was one of the most probably memorable ones. And going back to Steve Earle, you know, it's uh, we Ooh, got to book him cool. at the Surf Club back in the day, and uh, I remember he came through. It was it was Mother's Day, and it was a last minute booking. I got a call on a Sunday that said, "Hey, if you can make this thing happen." you know, uh, give me an offer today and we can confirm. And so I cool. went down there on a Sunday, put an offer in and they confirmed. And, uh, it was a mother's day show. I think we promoted is, uh, do your mother a favor and get out of the house, you know, come see Steve Earl, <laughs> something you know? like that. Uh, so that was another good one that was there. Um, uh, man, but you know, there's, there's so many and, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, um, it's just it's man it's a, there's there's so many memorable moments um and a lot of times there's there's the the opening bands are are the ones that surprise you um and sometimes it's it's not necessarily the the music and the band but the vibe and the people it brings you know uh for we, real we've had so many people meet uh and fall in love and get married and have kids i mean uh, uh, we, we started carrying house of rock onesies a few years ago and we kind of <laughs> we give them out you know we feel like the grandpa now it's like man you came here had a few drinks saw a good show and now you got a little bambino so out you know, of it. we got we got to do our part 
smart, you know, and put some yeah. clothes on these kiddos. So, um, but yeah, those, those are uh, all memorable moments and, and, uh, man, the countless, you know, art shows that have come through there. And, and, yeah. uh, you know, one of the things that I've always been real excited about in Corpus is we have such a, a creative community. A lot of the events that we've hosted, um, you know, we get credit for, but man, we're, we're just the venue. And I don't know that the average person always knows how it works, but people come in with a good idea. Yeah. Um, they need a stage, they need a place and they, they have a, they need an outlet that they can, they can show their, their art or they can show their idea and make it come to life. And so we've been able to open our doors and I always have said, you know, we're a venue that needs events and a town full of events that needs a venue. And so there's just a oh, good partnership yeah, I love that's that. happened in there. So, so the, a lot of those events and things are, you know, have been real memorable, you know, over the years as well. And, and, uh, countless, uh, you know, surf movie premieres, uh, we did an event one time right when we opened, and, and uh, some guys, local guys, came in and they built a giant skate ramp in, uh, in the shape of Texas. And oh shit! People were doing these tricks and skating and going all the way up to the ceiling at House of Rock. And it's one of those wow. moments as a promoter where I'm going, "This is going to be fun." And then as I'm watching it happen, I'm thinking, "This is completely dangerous." You know, you know <laughs> this is a, this is this this might be a problem. You know what I mean? Like, did everybody yeah. sign a waiver? You know what I mean? And, right. Uh, you know, nobody got hurt. It was all fun. There's a couple okay, of spills, cool. but you know, when, when you're skating, there's going to be spills. You know, yeah, so, 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 of course. Uh, or kind of kind of like a pit. You know, we always take the idea of if everybody's you know, in a circle and beating the heck out of each other and everybody's having a good time, well, then I don't see a problem with it, you know. Yeah, I love it, man. You know, somebody gets out of control, then we'll remove that one person and let everybody else keep doing. But skating, that that event was the same way. I was like, all right, these guys know what they're in for, you know. Yeah. And and, uh, it was a a fun event. And uh, we recently had a a BMX video premiere, which is the first time we've done that. So we had a bunch of... uh, I um, heard about that within maybe last the last yeah. four weeks or so yeah last month and, last and uh, month. people did a ride through corpus and they hit some uh some good uh, spots and some uh to do some bike uh, bmx stuff and some yeah. tricks and they came parked it and they had a video premiere and a product toss and when we filled up with a couple of hundred bmxers and you know, it's, just, it's just cool to have a spot to where we can flip it and i mean I, i'm a music fan before I'm anything else, but sure. live entertainment fan and being able to bring people together, man, it just it's just a good feeling, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's why we do it. Absolutely, man. Oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I got a a, a good friend of mine that's a BMXer that was telling me about it, and I was like, really? That's right. Yeah, man. Yeah, need someone to watch my kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on, right on. That, yeah. that tells you how old we are, man. You got to find it. babysitters. You that's know, so. right, man. But but they still have the love for it. Oh, Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah, Thank goodness yeah. they still got that love going on. So who are your favorite bands that have played the House of Rock? Man, I'd say, you know, Clutch, once again, uh, one of my favorites. Uh, man, there's a band called Valiant Thor who's been through there a few times. It's been a while. I know about Valiant Thor. Man, those guys, uh, um, I, I didn't, they came through as a, as a package with the band. I think it was called Bullets and Octane was a headliner. Okay. And, uh, and Valiant Thor was on the package, right? So we get there and soundcheck happens and I'm already blown away going, man, this is something like I've never seen. And I'd seen some videos <laughs> before I got there and... You know, um, yeah. um, you know, Van at Thor, if you've never seen them, uh, go check out their shows. They're touring again for the first time in a while. Um, and, man, oh, these yeah. guys, uh, um, they, they bring it. I mean, 110 Did they dress the part? Man, you know what? They're, they Google them. Valiant Thor, they, they're they kind you of whacking-looking dudes, you know? And, yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, Herb, the, the lead singer, is just, I mean, full of energy. The whole band is. And they come. They come and they rock. And I know at one point... Um, he jumped down to the crowd and said, I need everybody to take a knee. I got something to say, you know, he was (laughs) kind of preaching a little bit. 
and everybody in there, the whole venue, got down on a knee, and it was quiet. You For could hear real. a pin drop at this heavy rock show, and I've never seen anybody have the crowd, you know, in the palm like of their that. hands like that. And he he kind of gave his delivery, and as he got into it, he pumped yeah. them up, and he brought them back up, and ended up with everybody jumping up in the <sighs> air and, and just going crazy. And yeah. as he's doing this, the singer to Bullets and Octane looked over at me and goes, "Dude." I got to follow these guys every single night. This yeah. has been such the most exhausting tour, you know, that I, that I don't know who put this on here. He goes, these guys are great, but man, they're, they're, they're challenging us every night. Yeah. You know? and, um, and those guys came How back a few that? times were great. They came through once with a band called Red Fang, which is another one of those kind of stoner Red rock Fang. bands. And man, those guys are just fun, you know? And, and, uh, cool. um, so yeah, there, there's been a few of those, uh, um, it's been a while, but the riverboat gamblers from out of Austin, yeah. they were always fun to, to have come through. I haven't caught um, them. All right. Yeah, cool. They're, they're same same to. same type of energy, you know. They they've got their own style, and uh, but they're just good. They're tight, and and their energy on stage is is, is phenomenal, you know. So, mm. you know, several of those. Um, and we did a songwriter series back in the day, which is a completely different genre. But there's a guy named Hayes Carl, who's a phenomenal Hayes songwriter. Um, cool. And um, he he's got uh, just uh, the ability to tell stories, you know. And and uh, he's a good picker. And man, he came through House of Rock, and he's one of those guys where I'd love to get back in at some point, just to yeah. kind of have, you know. For selfish reasons you know he's um, carl yeah yeah he's, I, I, he's phenomenal i love those, those those solo guitar players that, that, that tell those stories yeah. you know i've always uh doing research in 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 right before i got out of high school i, I started getting into some of the classics and you know uh, it, but i i love all kinds of music so i'm listening to neil diamond i'm listening to uh, uh the eagles i'm listening to jimmy buffett and uh you know uh bob seger yeah. I'm saying, you know what I mean? Telling great stories, you know what I mean? And, and that's, I, I think that's what some of the best, uh, the, the legends of, uh, of no matter what kind of genre you, you listen to, they just have a way of telling a story in a way where it really can, you can, you can relate to it. Yeah. And there's something about it that, uh, that really just connects. And, uh, golly, it just, um, that's what I want. I want to write a hit. Who yeah. doesn't, right? Yeah. Who doesn't, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's what, you know, doing that research, it, 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 it I, it gave me an insight into going to the foundation of the songwriting, the arranging, the composition, but also uh, gives you a little insight about where that artist is from, their heart, yeah. and uh, you get a little bit of that heart and soul. And I guess that's why the songs are so important to me, is because you, they, uh, they, uh, like Carl Hayes, leaves a, an impact on you. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, there's there's certain shows that that you need a band has to have energy you got to be all For over real? the stage you got to be jumping around and there's certain people who have it they just can yeah. stand there and play guitar and tell a story and they'll also capture you you know and it's it's always mind-blowing oh, to me what on, a package on, that is on how different bands sell themselves on stage you know and, yeah. and some bands that don't move around you you know you're thinking man y'all need to, to hype it up a little bit and certain bands don't hype it up at all but what their presence and their ability to to play so well and so clear and hit every note and you know and and uh, and and, and uh, just kind of connect with the crowd you know it's yeah. amazing um, and there's a few bands too that'll get up and, and kind of talk in between songs and man you're hanging on every word because it seems like whatever they're saying is relevant it's interesting and you just want to hear more and certain yeah. bands get up there and they don't say anything they just go one song to the next it's a power set you know and I couldn't tell you which one I like better you know and, and uh, sometimes it's <laughs> 
Like, yeah. I just want to hear the music. And sometimes, you know, you're interested in the story, you know, and in the, the backstory. So, um, and that's one of the things I just enjoy of, of, of House of Rock and working there is every show, every night, every event is different. So even yep. though, you know, my job is the same, it's still different every day, you know, and For we get that, that variety. In. And I think that's what's kept me going so long in, in one spot because I kind of like to, I like variety. I like to move around, you know. Yeah. House of Rock is, is, is a good spot to, to stick around and see it all. That's that's amazing. I love it. I love it. But I also got to talk about another thing that's so freaking awesome about the House of Rock, and it's the food. You yeah. got an awesome kitchen over there. How long has the kitchen been been going on there? So shoot, uh, 2014, I want to say. Okay. So it's, it's it's been a minute. It still feels new in some ways, and some days it feels <laughs> like that's what we've always done. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was cool. You know, we were actually, my wife and I were at a bar out of town and we'd already had dinner and we thought we'll go out and have a drink somewhere. And we're sitting there in a place called Eric's downstairs in Colorado. And cool. this guy comes by with a fresh pizza and says, Hey, anybody want a slice? And man, we didn't need a slice. That was the last thing we needed, but man, <laughs> it looks so good. We yeah. took one, it was delicious. And we thought, man, we can do this. This is something that that we can do at House of Rock. And, and uh, truth be told, it's something we talked about doing when we first opened, but, yeah. um, you know, finances, of uh, you know, it's, it's it's tight. I mean, it's not cheap to live in uh, downtown Corpus Christi on the corner of Mesquite and Star, you no know. No way, so, that's um, right. You know, we had to kind of grow. overhead. Uh, yeah, big time. So we had to kind of grow into it. And about nine years into it, we decided, hey, we figured out a formula. We're here as long as we want to be here. Uh, we're going to make it work. And that's what's the next thing, you know. And, and uh, uh, so we took out a pool table, literally. And it's fun talking to old school customers that remember the, the pool table and the stories that came with it. Yeah. Well, we pulled a pool table out and uh, relocated my small office and turned that into a dish area. And uh, now we've got, uh, you know, three pizza ovens and a sandwich station. And, and we're seven days a week serving food, you know. And, Damn. Uh, I love it. I need to stay out of the kitchen more than I do. I haven't lost any weight since that kitchen came in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's a good problem, you know. Hey, I know what you mean. When, yeah. when you're putting out good food like that, it's hard to stay away. It is. It, you know, is. you gotta you gotta sample it every day. It's a good reason to, to uh, keep your hands, you know, uh, hands on. Yes, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, in yeah, in, yeah, in the mix, and you know, I, I feel like it's the best pizza in town, and I really love the thin crust pepperoni. Mm -hmm. I, I I can never go wrong with that. And uh, is there someone that came up with the with the pizza sauce recipe? Man, you know what? Uh, yes and no. Um, we tried a bunch of stuff, you know. Sure. Um, and and uh, man, to to uh, to to tell you everything, Google has it all, brother. You okay. know, so we we just went on there, and um, you know, we know that yeah. that, that uh, we didn't want to have a, a heat and serve pizza. We didn't want to have a frozen product. You know, a lot of bars will, will okay. add a kitchen um, and they do it real minimal. Uh, and we tried to do as much as we could out of the the small space, and so. Um, um, we tried several different uh, uh, ways of sauce and crust and toppings, and yeah. uh, we ended up with what we've got. And, and we, we, you know, hand hand slice all our veggies and our meatballs are homemade from scratch every day. We do our own awesome. cheese and ranch. We have our signature rooster sauce, and yeah. you know, so all of our dipping sauces we we come up with uh, there in house. And so, for as small of a space as it is, we try to do as much as we can. Uh, fresh Sounds like and, you're doing and, a lot, and, you know. Yeah, so so it's uh, it's been good, and and uh, you know, man, the hard hardest thing I think about running a kitchen is just consistency, you know, and making it the same every single time. And, and your customers, yeah. they want to know what the baseline is. If they want more sauce, less sauce, more cheese, less cheese, they should be able to order it how they want. Sure. To accommodate where that baseline needs to be the same and, and uh, hiring, you know, a lot of times first time cooks or young people that come in, everybody has yeah. their idea of what a perfect pizza should be, you know? And so, <laughs> you know, I know you've been in the pizza business yourself. So getting people to understand that, Hey, follow 
the recipe friend, you know, and the that's rest will right. come, you know, so yeah. um, that, that's been good. And it was, it was a little change. I mean, we had, uh, I mean, you've seen us since the beginning, you know, Tony and we, you know, before the kitchen was there, um, you know, I, I, we were rough sometimes, you know, we had some heavy shows and some, you know, oh, sure. playing and different things happening. Yeah. And, and we put a kitchen in and it changed the dynamics, you know, and, and, uh, we've got high chairs now we've got kids menus and we've done wow. birthday parties and baby showers and weddings and all kinds of things that you, we never would imagine would have been Awesomeness. what we yeah. were doing. And, and it's all really because we put food in and, uh, um, it's also, uh, you know, we've always been an all ages venue. I mean, it, music as a young demographic, you know, we all start, we all fall in love, in my opinion. We fall in love with music in our younger years, you know. For sure. And, and, and yep. when you're in middle school and high school and really kind of finding yourself and what you want, you get into music and, you know, in corpus, including myself, a lot of us have kids at a young age and suddenly that, that extra money you have for that ticket is now going to formula and diapers and daycares and things and it gets expensive to go out. So a lot of our customers that were there in the beginning, you know, grew up, started to have kids and families. And so, you know, we, we had to find a way to stay relevant and, and, uh, yes, um, not everybody right. likes songwriters, not everybody likes metal, not everybody likes punk rock, but everybody likes pizza, you know, For so real. That, that was the key to like, we'll do this. And we still have some of our, our regulars that were, I would say regulars back in the day, we might see two or three or four times a week. Now we see them two or three or four times a year, but when they go out, they still go out to house of rock and now they're bringing their little ones with them and yeah. you know, grabbing food and doing those things. And they'll still come out for the show uh, from time to time. And, you know, so it's just ever evolving and that, that kitchen's really opened up a lot of doors for us and, and a whole new revenue stream. And, you know, we used to open at three o'clock in the afternoon, uh, but we're, we're paying to be there, you know, 24 seven. So being able to open every day for lunch at 11 is really, uh, enabled us to you know yeah. help, help make sure that we got a, a better grasp on that location and, and stick around as long as we want to be dude big time what else comes out of there calzones I calzones see deep dish. yeah deep dish and uh, deep dish came on a little bit later the, the chicago style deep dish uh man it's mm-hmm. delicious it's almost a five pound pizza so you know <laughs> Holy uh, it takes about an hour to make so you know i suggest hey call it in or come in and grab a picture and wait while that thing to get done wow um, dude it takes about an hour yeah i mean it's it's uh we assemble it fresh you know to order and and uh, it, it the big time on it's about 45 minutes you know in the oven, okay you know, so um and then we do of course you know the thin crust is our staple uh our calzones yeah. uh are we a lot of calzones and pepperoni rolls which is a real simple Yum. provolone pepperoni rolled up on our dough and uh, that does well and then uh man our wings are really good i mean I, yeah i got a biased opinion of course you know yeah it's, it's, it's my place but um and we oven bake our wings so they're a little bit different than 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 a lot of places who deep fry them um and it yeah. took us no kidding it took us a few months actually wings weren't on the menu for the first six months or so um and by popular demand you know we made it work but uh we were having trouble cool. with the timing how to get a good wing out you know and t- or 15 minutes and, and we, we finally found a process and right. got our prep down and figured out how to make that work and, and uh, um, you know once again our, our dipping sauces are delicious so that always helps complement a good wing you know so yeah. we sell a lot of a lot of wings and uh, and then sandwiches as well you know our meatball subs probably one of my personal favorites you know like I said we make our cool. meatballs from scratch and we just about a year and a half ago started working with uh, Bori Craft Meats on Staples I don't know if you've been but it's uh, I'd say new new in the past couple of years um, uh, okay I haven't uh, been there yet butcher shop uh Nathan's the guy that runs it with his brother, um, locally sourced, uh, beef and chicken and everything. They make their own sausages wow. in house, but you know, he was telling me they sell a lot of steaks and kind of fine cuts and, and there's a byproduct, right? Ground beef that he had. And I said, dude, if you can figure out a way to, you know, get this Italian sausage to taste like what I'm already using. And, and, uh, um, if you can find a way to help with the delivery, man, let, let's partner up. And so for the past year and a half, they've been uh, delivering fresh ground beef to us and it goes right from, uh, 
the grinder into our cooler and within moments into a meatball, you know, so yeah. it's, it's super fresh. Um, I think it's improved our quality and it's, it's, uh, you know, local supporting local, which is great, you know, so, wow. um, um, so yeah, so we're, you know, we're proud of the meatballs down there, you know what I mean? It's good Hell stuff. Yeah. And, and, uh, those guys are cool, man. It took them about four times to nail the sausage, but once they got it and I was like, Oh dude, that's perfect. Like nobody's going to tell the difference. And yeah. And, uh, since then we've had some compliments, you know, Hey, y'all's meatballs taste better. Like what are y'all doing? And same recipe, just, just, you know, yeah. fresher quality, you know, locally fresher sourced quality. meat. Yeah. So it's been really good. Fresh is best, man. Everything I'm hearing is, is, um, what I would love to be a part of, you know, me, mm-hmm. I've got a background in food service of just about 30 years and, you're the kind of mentor that I would like as a leader, as a GM. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Um, because that's a, you're speaking the language that I that I walk and talk and and, and leave and breathe when I'm in, when I'm in operations. Uh, I put a lot of heart and soul in what I do. So I also want I want my my food to be uh, uh, different than anybody else's. And I love to you know keep it fresh. I love that you finally got somebody locally that 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 made it uh, that's able to give the house a rock flavor. Uh, locally where you can bring them in and uh, you're just helping each other yeah the whole place is growing and fresh is best there's never there's never a substitute for that and knowing that uh now people you know i never knew that you know i I expect some things are going to be frozen you know especially when it comes to wings you know for instance Mm -hmm. thing you know you put in the uh the thought and and the uh, the experiment and trying to get a wing out quicker than 10 15 minutes um most people just like you know what is that's just the way it's going to be yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's like you know what? We don't want our people to wait all the time. Yeah. You know, sure, might, we want to maybe time manage it with the pizzas that are coming out. You know, and if, if it's going to come out at ten, let's figure out how we can make it all come out at ten. Yeah, I mean, to, to us too. I mean, uh, I would say uh, that that's funny. That that is our answer for the deep dish. It is what it is. I mean, there's no way to you do it. You can't get around it, up, it. You know, but uh, but you want um, it fresh. You know, yeah, you know, and then you know, of course, you know, calling in on ordering. There's ways to to get there, but I always recommend you know a pitcher. You know, like I was saying, but yeah, um, you know, for lunch the lunch spot i mean people have got uh, you know 30 minutes to 45 to an hour and they need to be sure. from their office door back to their office door in that time frame so you know there's really no option you know to be slow at lunch. that's right I mean, you got to be quick at night when there's a show when there's dinner and people are hanging out chit-chatting and, and being social you know you can you can push your ticket times a little bit little really bit. you know if, if you're hitting anything more than you know really really about 12 minutes at lunch then yeah then yeah we're behind you yeah, know? yeah so it's it. a matter of uh, that urgency you know sense of have, urgency so, yeah gotta have it that's why you're so, success- so successful, Casey. You, 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 you know what the, what the customer's looking for, and you're delivering a fantastic product, and you're doing it with a smile with good people doing it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It's thank awesome, you. Yeah. super awesome. So let's see, what's your favorite thing on the menu there? Man, you know what the you know the meatball sub is probably one of them. You know, yeah. and, and uh, it's funny people say, "Man, do you get tired of the food?" And yeah, I will never get tired of pizza. You know, so me neither. Uh, the meatball sub to me is kind of a treat. I'm trying not to eat as much bread and and, and be so full. Um, but yeah, pizza. You know, you be able to go back there and make it just how we want it. You know, a, a yeah. pepperoni artichoke pizza delicious you know right. that's what i can have over and over again and and uh um, never gets old to me you know mm. never gets old you know i thought it was it was interesting how you brought up how uh, um in the pizza business we end up bringing a lot of first-time uh, cooks into the field of food service um because you know we really don't need a professional cook to come out there and make an awesome pizza mm-hmm. if they can just follow our training yep, yep, and do yep. the consistency of it. But you're right. You get a lot of guys that come in there and it's like, Hey, I know how to make a pizza and they're making their pizza. Yeah. You know, they, I, won't, I make mine with, a, you know, yep. two ladles of sauce or mine just a little half, you know, or uh, mine's always got extra cheese plus top cheese. And that's just the way I do it. Well, you know what? 
that's not that's your that's your kitchen yeah. when you find your own place more power to you you know i worked at gaddy town for about seven years working as kitchen manager and so many times i always my food costs would go up and down and it's usually because of the staffing yeah. because we get a new guy and it's like hey we're making these pizzas and it's like well hold on is is billy using the cup measurement for the mozzarella cheese no nah, i just use he's free pouring in my hand oh yeah. shit you know there it is there it yeah, is yeah, right yeah, there yeah. you know so yeah it's consistency is what it's all about yeah I, I, gotta I, have I, it i tell the new new hires you know i use the kind of analogy um you know but there's so many fast food restaurants you know and, and sure and, and you and Big i can time. make a better burger than mcdonald's hands down any day of the week any you know? day why are they so busy well they get a three pickles and a half ounce of mustard half ounce of ketchup on a sesame seed bun it takes them all it's about five minutes it costs the same your interaction with their servers and their order takers is is the same and so yeah. no matter what you, location you go to at what time of the day and what state you're in you're getting that same experience and so you, you build up a trust with your customers that hey i know what i'm getting into it may not be the best burger it may not be you know uh, uh exactly what i'm wanting right now but for my time and my budget and where i'm at in life right now yeah. you know your options you know and you can use that analogy mcdonald's waterburger chick-fil-a you know all these places for real that, and they do what they do well you know and, yeah. and 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 the underlining um that i see with all of them is this consistency you know and 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 uh for real people come to expect consistency as much as they expect quality and i don't know that they right. always say it but you know if somebody goes in and has a great experience at a fast food place and they'll never talk about lunch but if they've got a bad experience they're going to tell everybody you, you know? better and, believe it and that's just how this is human nature you know so to trying to to understand that you know and give people what they expect uh the same way over and over again every time and to rinse and repeat you know is, is yep. a challenge for us you know and i think most of the staff and and, and managers at house rock get it sure um and, and when we miss the mark we're quickly reminded you yeah know, how we need to get right. back in line you know what i mean like <laughs> uh, follow the recipe man that's right man respect absolutely you know um you got to tell me about the, the different charity events that that you uh, help out with the community at the House of Rock. Give me some examples. On, you know, what I'm going to get to start off. You know, how about the Christmas tamale dinner? Yeah, man, that's probably right? that's our longest running. So this year will be the 18th annual tamale dinner. 18, um, awesome! And, and it's mind blowing. And that one started really with uh, you know we're located right next door to the Corpus Christi Collar Times. Um, yeah, and, and media has changed right in the past 18 years. But when we first opened, For the sure. Collar Times was a big uh, media, and that was really before Twitter and Facebook and these things have taken over. Yeah, um, and so people really read the newspaper a lot more, and that building was full of people, and a lot of those reporters uh, and and employees were from out of town and there was a few of them that we got talking one night about christmas and your plans and we realized that people didn't really have family or plans but they had to work so they couldn't really you know they didn't have anybody right that, that was kind yeah. of what, what, what that caught something that, that stuck with this and then also we got onto a subject of a tamale one time and somebody had no clue what a tamale <laughs> was and i'm like dude you can't be in Corpus Christi and not know what a tamale is at Christmas. I mean, that's just yeah. culture. You, know, you got to do it. It sure is. And Tradition. So, yeah. So we picked up some tamales and, and uh, man, I've always had a passion for food. So I always make some, you know, Spanish rice and chato beans. And, and, and uh, the idea was to give it away Christmas Eve at no charge and give these people, you know, a place to come. Yeah. Um, and it worked. And, and I saw a few of those folks from out of town bite right into the husk. You know, we knew it was going to happen, you know, but you got to wait and let it happen and then explain to them, no, nah, sure. man, you got to take the husk off, you know, and, and yeah. explain to then there's a whole ketchup versus <laughs> salsa debate on what you put on your tamales. And right. so, you know, this is the fun Christmas stuff happened. And, you know, we built a uh, giant uh, 
tree at a Lone Star Cans, you know, and we've, we've done that also part of the tradition for 18 years. And, and uh, we do a guessing game on Christmas Eve. If you can guess how many cans are in the tree on yeah. Christmas Eve, then you win two concert tickets for every show for the entire year, you know. And so oh, wow. um, that, that gets some, some competitive and kind of fun games and this kind of makes it a deal. And, for sure. Um, you know, over time we're seeing less of the caller times, you know, folks come in because there's less people there. But um, All right. it really has been cool. There's a group, there's a couple of families that have come out every year. Uh, and I think this is a Christmas dinner. This is what they do. Um, um, and, and it's it's a couple of families who I think uh, need a Christmas dinner. And so it's, it feels good to, to help. And uh, there's also a few groups of, of people, or I would say it's one group of people, but they're all from different walks of life. And they all, for one reason or another, just don't have that family support that, that some of us are fortunate to have. And they meet up there and you yeah. have tamales, rice and beans, and and uh, um, you know we, we still make the rice and beans uh, in house. I still make them every year, and uh, we now buy our tamales from uh, Chacho's Tacos and our Nufo and the Gutierrez family and Mike. And uh, are you serious? Uh, They're behind that? Oh yeah, man! Every year. Oh, we, that's we, so we, cool. We placed our order the other day uh, and went in yeah. San Mary, and, and uh, they've been great. Of course, as you know, local musicians. You know, so we got to support time. the local musicians. And, Shout and, out, uh, Drastic Actions. Um, yeah, and I'll Ill go, adjusted. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, they got some new stuff coming up. New Coming up, and, and, for uh, sure. and of course, our uncle's uh, daughter, uh, uh, the outraged, is yeah, jamming the now, and, and uh, she's kill, kill, killing it. Um, That's right. Um, and I'll tell you, man, not not to digress or go down a rabbit hole, but the, before we had the kitchen, a lot of people don't know this, but you know, uh, when touring bands would come through, we, we have to feed them dinner, you know, for sure, uh, or give them a couple of bucks. And of course, being on a budget, I'm always trying to figure out how we can make it work. And yeah, man, the first nine years we were there, um, all of our food was catered by Chacho's Tacos, man. Uh, oh, and killer! I can say that our and Mike were never late ever bringing the food. If I said, hey man, food needs to be here at six o'clock, they would bring the standard chips and salsa with two kinds of yeah. salsa, uh, cheese enchiladas with a meat sauce, yeah. um, delivered to House of Rock at, at a very reasonable price, you know, and always on time. And, you know, when bands were, were would tour and, and we would talk to them, you know, a week or two out advancing the details, hey man, we're going to feed you <laughs> Mexican food. Uh, if they'd never been here, a lot of times, like, man, yeah. you know, is there any other options besides I said, man, <laughs> Trust me, I would always tell them, dude, if you're south of San Antonio and somebody says we're giving you Mexican food, man, it's, it's not black beans and, and store-bought tortillas, man. This is the real thing, you know? And, yeah. And um, so they'd come in, man, everybody always loved it, you know? For sure. Um, and then once we put the kitchen in and we started doing pizza, man, I was so excited to tell some of these bands that we do regular business with, hey, man, I got a kitchen now. I can do sandwiches. I can do pizza. The, our, our menu's expanded, so we have all these things. And, man, there's a good chunk of them that still come through and say, hey, man, well, what about those uh, enchiladas that you used to hey, get? You they know? remember. And, yeah, it was funny because yeah. I felt like... <laughs> <laughs> it took time to talk them into it, and now I can't talk yeah. them out of it, you know, so so it's a, it's a pretty good thing. But yeah, the tamale dinner, um, every year we're doing it Christmas Eve, uh, doors open at 9 o'clock every year, and, and uh, we, we guess the Christmas tree around 10, 30, 11, and uh, we give out tamales, rice, and beans until we're done. Uh, it's, it's free done. of charge, and, and open for everybody. So yeah, that, that's been one of our longest running kind of uh, traditions there at House of Rock. Yeah, you know? I love that. I, you know what? It, it couldn't be at a better time of year, and... It just kind of just shows uh, the big heart that you and, and, and your staff have over there and, and how you love uh, the community. And, you know, when you, I've heard it all the time, when you take care of the community, the community take care, oh, we'll yeah. take care yeah. of you. It, it's a, it's a, we want to. It's a relationship that we big have time. with the community, you know, and, and uh, man, we couldn't do it. And, you know, uh, uh, the art on our walls, the photos on our walls. I mean, you yeah. work in House of Rock, everything you see are things that have happened there at House of Rock or things that have they've been uh, uh, hung history. up by, by local artists, you know, and, and yeah. you know, we take a lot of pride in that. And, and uh, you know, growing up uh, in this town or, or near Corpus and, and going to high school here and 
being here so many years, I've always felt corporates and you know, we have a self-esteem issue. You know, we look at our neighbors who are Houston, Austin, Dallas, San Antonio, um, and, and, uh, you know, we think to ourselves, man, why can't we be more like that? And when the reality of it is, man, those are some of the biggest, most culturally known cities in the world. Not just here, Not but here in Texas, people, but everybody worldwide. knows about the Alamo. Everybody knows about the Alamo and the Riverwalk. And Houston's got all this big money and big concrete and big buildings. And, you know, Austin's the mecca of music for the whole world. I mean, these are, <laughs> these are real things, you know. And so we look at them and, and what we need to realize, and, and I think we've gotten a lot better at, is, man, we're awesome. You know, we, we, we are. we've got some very creative-minded people in this town. Yeah. Uh, we've got some very hardworking people in this town that to make things happen. And so uh, one of the things that, 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 you know, when people ask, you know, hey, what is some of the things you're most proud of at House of Rock and of all the shows and everything that we've done, it's really just the, being able to support the local community and being a part of this, you know. And, and yeah. uh, I don't know that House of Rock would have the same vibe and same feeling if we were in one of those big cities. We might be one of many. We get to be who we are in Corpus, uh, and, and we're here because of the support we've got from the local musicians, such as yourself and the projects you've worked in. And, you know, and, and it's, it's, uh, it's, man, it, it's uh, a give and take. And it, it, for it, sure, it, 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 we all kind of, it's an ecosystem, you know, yeah. where we're all in it together. And, and that, that's just, that's one of the things that's most exciting that I'm most proud of, you know, about House of Rock and, and Corpus in general. Big time, big time proud of that. And we love it. And, I think you're also associated with like a, maybe a, a bike collection, maybe a 5K run or something like that. Yeah, for years, those bikes for kids. Um, and, yeah, and, uh, that's Malkin what it communications is. And, and uh, Rock 927 puts on a, a, a run every year. Um, and uh, we were a part of that for a really long time. And and, uh, and uh, you know, proceeds went to get bikes for kids for Christmas, which was great. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things of... Uh, you know, who would have thought there'd be a 5k run starting and stopping at a rock venue. Right. So that's right. Um, we agreed yeah. to do it. And then real quickly, you were like, well, what time do you need to turn the key? And I said, well, maybe about five or 30 or so. And I'm thinking, wow, we're just getting out of here at about four, you know, so, Tell me about um, it. <laughs> so you know, that, that's always a, you know, we draw straws who gets to come turn the key early morning. You know? Right. And, uh, the For older I've one. gotten, truth be told, the, the, the more excited I am to get in start my day early and maybe take the evening off, you know? So, right. um, but yeah, that's been a, a great thing. And that's one of those events. That's another one of those good ideas that somebody else had, and we just had the space, you know, and, cool. and can open the doors. And you know, we've got the stage, the PA, and we can hold a lot of people and and, and uh, make sure that we're taking care of the, the runners right. and everybody who participates. You know, that's that's another good one. Um, you know, one of the other things we've done that, that, uh, now we're talking, but the Corpus Christi seven day film, uh, project has been something going on forever. I've and heard of that. That's right. That was a couple of regulars, uh, Heidi Havda, Joe Hilliard were sitting at the bar one day talking about the film community needed something else in Corpus and they wanted to have an event to where you basically give, uh, uh, you put a crew together and then you give that crew, um, or, or they put their own crew together, but then you give them you know, seven days to make a movie, like write, direct, wow. edit, and turn in from an idea into a finished product. And it's yeah. a short film that they would then show. And uh, we showed the movies at House of Rock the first few years, man. It quickly outgrew what we could hold for the, the showing. Uh, then it went to the Harbor Playhouse for a while, and now they're showing them out at Alamo Draft House. You know, um, that's the, the crowd's that big. Um, but we still host the uh, the kickoff um, and the return every year at House of Rock. And, and uh, I can't remember, I think that might be a 14 or 15 year long event now. Oh, really? that they've done. I mean, they've been wow. around almost as long as us, and and uh, and it's amazing to see too how many filmmakers in Corpus, uh, 
how they've grown, you know, yeah. and, uh, it's real similar to music, you know, where I see some of these young bands come up at open mic and, you know, they're doing the best they can. They're playing in front of a monitor for the first time and a sound yeah. guy for the first time. They're not in a garage and it just sounds weird on stage and, you know, they're learning how to do it and, and, right. and get their chops and then, you know, give them a few years and you see them turn into just powerhouse musicians, you know, and yeah. it's the same with some of these filmmakers came through and there's some phenomenal filmmakers who just hit it right out of the gate and some not so much and you okay. fast forward all these years and 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 man the ideas they have to write and the ideas they have to uh the angles they they shoot from and yeah and, and the content of the movies and how it kind of grabs you uh man that's just been a super cool thing as well you know so that's another good example of corpus just you know rising up and saying hey we need to do something and and they need a space we had a space they had an idea and it's just a good marriage you know perfect i know exactly good marriage good marriage um I got to mention, you know, how, how you partnered up with me to, to help me uh, pay honor and, and tribute to my best friend, Baldy Ramirez, yeah. back in, yeah. you know, it hadn't been too long, maybe about two months ago. Uh, already we did that one. And uh, so proud to be able to, uh, to, to we collected $1,000 that night yeah. and we put it towards the Corpus Christi guitar programs and it, was, it felt so damn good. Yeah. Uh, love to do it again. Can I talk to you about getting a date yeah, for next year? Yeah, hey man, love to man. Okay, Honestly, cool. Honestly, gave me goosebumps here just talking about it, man. Baldy yeah. was a uh, man. I met him through uh, my daughter's mom back in the day. You know, yeah. and this was before I knew you. Before I had House of Rock, I think I was about shoot nineteen years old. Uh, he was friends with my my kiddo's mom. Just at the time, my girlfriend. You know, and man, right. from, from the day I met him, super nice guy, super friendly. Uh, very outgoing, uh, yeah, and, and just man, he just was a good dude, you know. And then fast forward a few years into uh, House of Rock, and of course, I saw him at every Killamore show. He was yeah. uh, he was always there with his group of dudes, and and for uh, sure, pretty much every heavy show that came through, and, and he would yeah. always take the time to walk away from whoever he was talking to to come and shake my hand, ask how I was doing, ask how my kid was doing, ask how my ex was doing, and just how life was doing. And and there are certain people that come up and have superficial conversations, and Balde was some somebody who meant it you could look at yeah. him and he was just a genuine dude so um without a doubt the answer is yes let's find a date and do it again and, awesome uh, i'd love to have an annual event out of that or as often as, as, as it works for you it, it, it'll work for us you know good yeah. man I, you know I, and I, I like that opportunity to uh to, to to remember you know those that aren't with us anymore yeah. you know yeah. it, uh, that's that's the best thing that that, that uh i, I want to bring out of this it just um keeping everybody's memory alive yeah. that spirit you know and, and and the reason why we love them so much and and, and uh and uh, th that kind of metal brotherhood is, is a show that's going to be able to do something like that every yeah. year yeah All i right? think so i think so and now we're partnering up to to do uh my third annual tony's twisted christmas spectacular yeah. krampus and, man i'm telling you yeah we're gonna have krampus out there you know i'm so proud of the guys that, that that i've got together for this one and 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 i think just about everybody's probably been on your stage i've got like trey from the booked yeah i've got jimmy from the really Rodins. i've got uh joe and mark from the southern revival um i've got oscar and ralph from cat house um i got fidel from Kilamora, yeah. you know us uh, integrity um let me keep going down the list i've got hector from knife party and periwinkle of serpent and saviors um who else is helping me sing i got paul from rockenstein i've got mike leal who was uh probably on your stage uh, not too long ago when you had like bark at the moon yeah, yeah he was he was jamming with those guys and and, and mike started out with me back in 1990 in my band malignancy and so we've been friends for a long time and and 
you know, I, I want to make sure I don't forget anybody. So uh, David Reed is playing guitar while also with us, and he's uh, in my original band, Existing Anger. And I also got Benjamin Salinas, who's uh, one of my favorite guys in, in the All-Stars. Um, fantastic guitar player. And uh, he's kind of been with uh, Anchor Babies. He's been with Really Rodden. So he's, he's, he's been jumping around the scene as well. And then, of course, the Don Pena from uh, Zombie King and from yeah. Sugar Sugar Blast Blast. And, and speaking of Sugar Blast Blast, I also have E.J. Alanis, uh, uh singer for Sugar. And uh, hopefully this year we'll be able to come in uh, for the win and bring in Marcus Leal from, from El Nino. I was just talking to him on Sunday, and I, he, I gave him the song. So hopefully we, he'll be able to make it. He's got a busy schedule. This yeah, guy, yeah, he's he going does. all around the world. And he's, he's going to Mexico City. He was there uh, uh, last weekend when, when Pantera came yeah, out and finally showed up in Mexico City. And we were getting, 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 get a taste of Zach Wilde and Charlie Benante and with the... Uh, uh, in the mix with Rex and, and Phil. And uh, did you see a little bit of that video? I didn't see it, man. I saw the posters and the promo going for it. Okay. And I know what happened. And then, uh, man, huge Pantera fan. I saw him Johnny Land back in the day, you know. Yeah, uh, man. Such a, such a great show. Awesome. Uh, were you part of getting them over there at Concrete Street for reinventing the steel? Man, I wasn't. So they, they came on. Uh, that was right before I came on to Concrete Street. Oh, um, right. Yeah, so okay. I, I didn't even get to see the show. And um, that was the first show, from what I understand, that yeah, at Concrete, right? Yeah, I came I think Jerry Latouf was the, the promoter yeah. at the time. Who, who remember had Jerry. That. He's also you know passed, passed on, but uh, someone to remember. He did a lot for music in this town and, and a lot Big of stuff. Time. At, at Texas yeah. guy back in the day, and he's the reason I think Concrete Street, one of the main reasons Concrete Street got, got built. So I remember that was a... Yeah. Man, if you're going to open an outdoor amphitheater in Texas in, in at, at that time... Who are you gonna get, man? Pantera. You, yeah. You, where do you go from there? You know what I mean? Like that's like the the, the, the top of the list. You know, for so, real. Uh, yeah, such a good, such a cool, cool vibe. Big time, big time. Well, Casey, let me keep moving on, man. I, I know you're a family man. How many children do you have? I've got two. Uh, okay. I've got a, a daughter. Um, the the who's 25, uh, a proud dad moment. She just got her uh, MBA, her master's of business administration in uh, Concordia University in Austin uh, two days ago. She walked the stage. Oh, congratulations uh, to yeah. y'all. And uh, so excited. I mean, uh, uh, I joke, but uh, it's also a true story, man. I was asked to leave guitar class at Del Mar, and that was uh, <laughs> the beginning of the end of my college career, you know, and, and uh, oh, became, a, became a young father and, and made the decision to just work. I was good at, at, at yeah. the restaurant business, and the bar business, and so I went that direction. And uh, so I, I couldn't be happier that she is not only, uh, man, she's just got herself educated and she's a hustler and she's, she's living up in Austin and, and, uh, she's doing really well for herself. And, uh, man, it was, it was a fun awesome. weekend and I got to meet a lot of her friends and she brought me into her, her world, you know, for, for a couple of days and, yeah. uh, probably, uh, just as proud as I am of her, uh, getting her education, um, you know, meeting her friends and they were good people, you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, oh, as, as a parent, great. you just don't want to worry about your kids, you know, and she had so many uh, good people in her life that uh, old friends and new friends alike that were just man she just has surrounded herself also with good people which which made me feel good and then I've got an eight year old uh, little baseball player on my hands you know of, oh wow uh, you know, man uh, Jack I've always been a, a, a sports <laughs> guy you know and uh, baseball yeah. was never my thing and this dude for whatever reason got a glimpse of it one day and man that is what he's become so he's he's asking him what he wants to be when he grows up he'll tell you he's going to play for the Rangers one day you know whoa that, that, that's, that's I thing. love so, that um, you know yeah. Yeah. yeah, my kids are 17 years apart, and uh, uh, man, they keep me out of trouble. You know what I yeah. mean? It's it's, it's good to to uh, to have those those uh, uh, reasons to keep on going. You know, throughout best the past reasons. 25 years, you know, it's, right. it's the best reason ever. Yeah. Oh, so. 
Awesome, awesome. Where are you originally from, Casey? Uh, you know what? Uh, I say Corpus, but I grew up, uh, born in Corpus, but I grew up on a dairy farm in Sandia, Texas, uh, right outside of Cal Allen. Uh, my father was a dairy farmer, and uh, his mother grew up on the farm, and my great-grandfather started the farm, so it was just a family business. Um, yeah. And I lived out there um, pretty much my uh, younger life, and then uh, I moved to Corpus. Parents got divorced, and um, you know, I lived with my dad for a while, then in the 90, came to live uh, with my mom mom and corpus went to carroll high school graduated carroll high school and uh man i never left i think at one point i planned on it and like i mentioned uh, yeah. a minute ago became a young father and and uh was working the surf club and uh and enjoyed the always been a music fan and there was an opportunity there to, to work in music and and, and book concerts and wow. uh, learn so I, I stayed at the surf club and uh what was going to be a summer job turned into about a nine-year career you know a kickoff cool. there oh yeah so I was there for about nine years and then moved on to Concrete Street uh, 2, where I was the, the full-time talent buyer and helped manage some of the concessions and merch and just, you know, once again, local business, wore all kinds of hats. And then uh, right. uh, the oppor- House of Rock opportunity opened up and uh, jumped on it, you know, so the rest is history. But yeah, I'm a Corpus guy through and through. Cool. Awesome. Well, no wonder you, you do so much for the community over here because, you know, uh, like you said, through and through. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's in your blood. And thank goodness for us here. It, it is. Well, let me ask you, are you an athlete? Were you an athlete in middle school or in high school? Man, I played. Because you're tall. Yeah, you know. I, I thought up, maybe uh, you did some basketball or something. You know, it's funny. Everybody says that because I'm tall. I did a little bit, but a lot of running and basketball, man. It I was too oh, much dude. on the wooden court, you know. I don't blame um, you. Uh, but a man that played soccer, which is probably the <laughs> most running sport you could ever play as a kid, you know, for growing real? up. And, uh, of course, I was in martial arts for a while. And, and uh, then I did a uh, couple years of basketball. I did a lot of football through high school um, and, uh, you know. Uh, a little bit of powerlifting and shot put, which you had to do if you're going to play football. Coaches put you in everything to make you stronger and so they can keep yeah. around you, you know. And Get I was on condition. a swim team for a couple of years. And, I mean, I, t- I tried to play everything that I could. Um, once again, baseball was never on my list, you know, for whatever reason. And okay. uh, I love to go to li- anything live, you know, I like to go to. But live uh, baseball games have always been fun. But, uh, um, yeah, so I, I enjoyed sports and, and was doing uh, uh, martial arts up until about the time I opened House of Rock. And, and, wow, uh, you know, Martial arts too, man. There's no, um, yeah. no insurance in the bar business, and you're self-employed, you know. And, <laughs> and uh, man, I tore my meniscus, had knee surgery, and thought, man, I can't afford to be off the, you know, uh, banged up, you know. So I kind of yeah. walked away from all that. So I haven't done anything in years. And uh, okay. I actually, I say, I say that uh, during COVID, I realized I have no hobbies, man. I love my job, and I, I put it all in there. And um, so uh, I, I surfed through high school, and and I went and bought a surfboard for the first time. My wife actually bought me one for Christmas last year, and oh, uh, I haven't gone out as much as I'd like to. But man, she got me a what I call the old guy surfboard. Man, it's got yeah. four inch rails, epoxy board, and and uh, nine and a half feet, and it'll float both of us if we need oh, to. Oh, you know? dude, so, that's cool. So I try to head out every once in a while and just paddle around. It's nice to leave the phone on the on the on the bank and and uh, get away yep. from technology and and uh, put an hour or two in the water and just just kind of be out there. So I I, I, I really enjoy it and, and uh um you know i like swimming i like the beach of course you know being yeah. local so yeah i try to get out there as much as i can but uh, not enough i know what you mean you're in love with your job yeah, yeah. you know i, I I'm, I'm guilty you know I, my wife tells me she goes and and, she, and her being a math specialist uh, she says you know what okay look picture your your time as a pie chart and now look and, and now let's fill in that pie chart. Here's the time you spend with your bands and your music. And now here's the amount of time you spend with me and the family. <laughs> and it looks like the music's the Pac-Man just chomping away. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it, it's tough when, um, 
I, I, I've, my heart's in, 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 on both sides, the music and my family. And um, it's, it's very hard to juggle yeah, Every, yeah. everything you, you want to do. And, and uh, uh, sometimes I feel like I, I stretch myself too, too thin. But, um, you know, I, I feel like there's, there's an, an opportunity to make it happen. And, and I, so I try and make it happen for as long as I can. But um, uh, I'm just very thankful for my wife. So I got to tell you, Lori, I love you. And thank you for putting up with me for all these years. Hey, I tell you, man, I got one that's the same. My wife, uh, um, you know, she, she actually plays, plays volleyball, does beach volleyball. And so part yeah. of the... Part of the interest in surfing is, you know, she she is she played uh, volleyball and went to college on on a scholarship. I mean, she plays, you know, not just she, not. I play for recreation. You know, she plays yeah. to kick your ass. She that's plays how it is. So I've never once yeah. played her because I would just piss her off, you know. So I just go out there and drink a couple beers and watch her play, and that's always fun. And and uh, you know, so the surfboard is like a way that we can go out there and she can kind of go her way, I can go my way, but we're still out doing something together, you know, which is good. But perfect, man. It is, yeah. a, you, you know, you, you said it, and it is a, a balancing act, you know, um, work. Working in this industry, you know, uh, uh, booking agents on the East Coast to wake up an hour before we do, and the ones on the West Coast wake up two hours after we do. So, you know, my phone yeah. typically rings from you know eight or nine o'clock in the morning to eight or nine o'clock at night. Um, you know, and so there, there's a it's a long work day. You know, and and uh, business gets sure done is. nine to five, but concerts and events and that happens until one o'clock in the morning. So, you know, this business is, is uh, one of those things we talked about earlier, where people think, oh man, it's just you know they show up to the the big events and the parties and they look at it and how great it is and i'm not gonna argue it is great you know uh, um but it's it, it doesn't happen um on its own you know you got to put the yeah. hours and the time in you know so I'm trying to balance that and my wife and i always try to have a date night on the books and good and when we go on our date night the first order of business is picking the next date night before we get into anything and <laughs> you almost cool. have to kind of stay ahead of it a little bit you know and, and, and yeah. if not it's easy to kind of go do your own thing you know and and sure. uh, um you know we try to operate as a unit and, and my son once again in sports and so we kind of try to help each other out and um you know she's got a more of a corporate job and it's a little more structured with her schedule even though i work a lot i can kind of see what's coming down and i can adjust my schedule around things you know Good. that i need to do to help out and, and be present you know as a yeah. father and a husband so um, but you got to remind yourselves to do it because there's so much opportunity for fun, you know, and there's so many shows yeah. that I want to want to see, um, you know. But man, I've got to force myself to take a night off or, or, or to get out of there every once in a while, you know. So it's a de definitely a balancing act. But I think guys like uh, you and I are probably wired this way, man. Life is short, and you've got what you enjoy and the things that make you tick and the things that get you excited. Um, and you got to take advantage of that. You got to be yeah. a part of it, you know. And, and uh, if not, you're going to sit back with with regret, you know. And I think you put your all into it, and then when it's all said and done at some point you can look back and say man i did all i could you know and and uh, and, and uh, be content you know be content yeah you know you said it perfectly man i that's what i i, I want to be able to do all i could you know uh, the benefits and stuff like that um it's what i do making music getting people together and um so if it's it's one of those things where uh, if i can do it i want to do it and luckily, with my wife supporting me, I'm I'm, I'm able to make it happen. And then, uh, then I just surround myself with other people that think the same way. Yeah, yeah. That, that are to willing to, to to put the time, the talent, and and whatever it takes to to make some, get it off the ground, and, and and not just make it an idea, but make it a reality and uh, make it make it great. Yeah, yeah, make yeah. it great. Super stuff, super stuff. So, you told me you don't have time for any hobbies. 
it's always work, right? Yeah. We're the family, right? Yeah, yeah, for the most part. So is there anything, we did talk a little bit before we got started with our interview uh, about different things that you have have been able to uh, collect, a lot of cool souvenirs over the years, like you were talking about my my picks, but especially the ticket stubs and a lot of the shows that, that I got up there, you were responsible for booking. Yeah, it's cool to see that, man. I, I, I walked in here and I was like, man, I felt right at home. I, I've got the, uh, a closet of, I would some may call it junk, you know, but it's uh, somebody you know, else, but we call it treasure. And, yeah, posters and just knickknacks. And, and I'll tell you one of the things that's changed in the industry. Um, when I started, people would send you a, like a press kit, a physical press kit, and it had yeah. a, a CD or a, a tape, uh, and it had a, an 8x10 headshot, a bio. Um, and, and some music you could listen to, and you get two or three or four of these packets a day. So a lot yeah. of those things you would get would be um, CDs that were maybe uh, they would send you before they were even released, and they were not for sale. They were kind of marked a certain way, oh, you know. Yeah. And so man, I collected all kinds of that stuff and uh, ticket stubs, and, awesome. and uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm as you mentioned earlier, I'm a big dude, and so a lot of times concerts and bands don't carry my size shirts, and so I got into collecting right. posters a long time ago. I mean, I've got thousands of posters, man, and, and I try to buy uh, screen prints if it's signed and numbered. I mean, it almost doesn't matter yeah. the band if it's something on there. I try to buy uh, posters that might have uh, my venue on it, you know, name on it, or, or Corpus Christi on it, you know, uh, yeah, um, or things I've been involved in, or just bands that I really like, and, and uh, you know, so I've, I've tried to collect some autographs here and there, and I was real good at it for a while, then I kind of backed off. I've kind of gotten back into it, but okay, um, you know, so cool. yeah, I, it, you know, the, man, getting stuff framed, and man, it's costly, you know what I mean. <laughs> And, and, uh, it is, dude. Yeah, um, um, but you know, at this point in my life, I, I've gotten so much stuff that that I'm almost running out of wall space. You know, so uh, wow. And, and going back to having an awesome wife, she uh, luckily uh, enjoys art as well. One of the reasons I love her, but um, man, she likes the rock and roll posters and the stuff. Yeah. So in our house, we got kind of some cool stuff up, similar to what you've got going on. And, and uh, I'd say that's a good hobby of mine. And, and uh, uh, man, I like to cook is another hobby. And and then then I opened a kitchen, so now this puts me at work more because you know yeah. it's fun to do it. But, uh, you know, I try to cook for the family and make good meals, you know, from time to time. And once again, trying to get back into surfing. So, you know, when COVID hit and I realized there's really, I have no hobbies, you know, I realized, man, I need to develop some, you know. So it's uh, going back to the time management balance, you know, trying to get back into you know, exercise and, and, and being a little sporty and, and, and spending right. some good time with the family and making sure that that balance is there has been, been something that I've kind of been on the forefront, you know, over the past couple of years. Awesome. That It, it, it keeps you happy. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. It, you know, and then the happiness just keeps, that, that good positive energy just keeps, yeah, hey, you know what, I'm ready to get to work in the morning, take care of business, because I got this going on with the family at night. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's just, uh, it makes it all work. It, yeah, makes it, yeah. it, it, it keeps you inspired. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. So let me tell you, um, I want to get to a part in our in our interview today where I'm going to be kind of um, seeing where you stand on some t- on a couple of different to- well, several different topics, and it's a little segment I call "Draw the Line," and uh, just kind of want to see what what are your favorites out of out of some of these things I'm going to be throwing at you, and uh, tell me what you think. All right, so let's get started with the first one right here on "Draw the Line" as an icebreaker today. Are you more of a Van Halen guy or Kiss? Who do you prefer? Ooh, that's a tough one. You know, I'd say probably I switched. I was a Van Halen guy. I oh, think shit. Uh, okay. 
there was a, a jump. I want to say there was a, there was a, a time where Van Halen. I think my brother might have been into it, and so I, that 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 I just listened to that tape over and over again and then uh yeah. you know kiss out to me was always very theatrical type type of of, of an act and yeah um and and i never saw them and then when they came to american bank center a few years ago i saw them and i got it you got you it know? and it i was, was like man show. it was a good show yeah. and those guys do what they do well yeah um you know i started doing some research a little bit more and i mean just the branding and just the way their minds work is, is was was uh, amazing you know what i mean and yeah. how, how that that how, what their story is you know and the, the makeup went for so long and then without and then back in it you know and 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 just the the thought that goes into producing that show it's a show you know what i mean and, and yeah yeah yes. and that was a thing and so i'd say probably you know a uh, uh, a kiss but also to be fair i never saw eddie van halen live oh okay. so had to i seen fair, that then then i might still say that might van be a halen. game changer yes, right there if you had a choice between that yeah, oh yeah. i know what you mean uh, i never got a chance to see 82 um van halen's one of those bands that uh, is definitely on my bucket list and now they got the well, the the thing I want to get to is uh, Mammoth V. Yeah. Man, he is awesome, man. Uh, you know, Eddie's son, yeah. uh, his solo stuff. And then I saw him perform at the uh, uh, the Taylor Hawkins uh, uh, show that they had yes, uh, yes. Uh, in, at Wembley Stadium. And, man, he he, he sounded like Dad. So it's in the you, blood. Man, I don't like to, to, to bring up all the could have, should have, almost hads. You know, but, you know, we might have throughout the year – you know, or throughout the week, let's just say, you know, we might have 15 holds on dates and they fall through yeah. and routings change and, and bands, you know, plans change and different things happen and, and, and outside things. But man, we had, we were so close to getting Mammoth at House of Rock. Oh, wow. Uh, I was so excited about it. And then at yeah. the end they decided that maybe Brewster Street, because it was a bigger venue. Uh, and then that, that fell through as well. But that was one of those shows where I thought, man, this is, would be amazing yeah. to, to see, you know. So, um, you know, Mammoth still plays, still doing the thing. Who knows what the future holds, you know. But right. just, just to be on the radar, you know, to get something like that in Corpus would have been phenomenal. You know? It would have, man. You know, and, and they, they got the opening spot for uh, Pantera Metallica over here in Arlington uh, come next year. Oh, nice. They're selling those two-day passes. And uh, uh, I love Metallica. I've seen them about six, I want to say about six times at least. And... Uh, yeah, I saw Billy Joe last year, and uh, that was a hell of a show at the Minute Maid Park. And uh, man, those tickets were expensive. Oh, I'm sure. And Metallica's right there with them now. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, midway they're playing at the AT and T Stadium, and like the mid seats in there are around four plus. Yeah, easily yeah. closer to five hundred. And then the nosebleed were going at two hundred. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's a ticket prices. It's a, we could do a whole whole uh, interview on ticket prices and the man. way that, that thing's gone. But man, I, you know I've never seen Metallica except for one time, and it was a couple okay. years ago in El Paso. Um, wow, in El Paso. A, okay, a cool. Killer show. A friend of mine had a hookup, and we ended up was out there for one night. Saw the band, came back. Yeah. Um, and and uh, man, I've always been a Metallica fan. You know, and, and it's funny for being in this industry. If I haven't put the show on. The chances are I might not have seen it, and it's not that I'm right. snobbish towards that. Is that I've worked 
You're working and, your and, own. And there's always something going on. So, so many times I've been at House of Rock, like really enjoying what I've got going on, thinking, man, there's something else I'd love to go see right now. But, you know, I got to be here, you know. So, there's that's right. the, the downside to, to working nights and a lot of shifts. But um, Metallica, as well as bands, I'll put there um, to where I was like, man, once I saw it again, it was like, shoot, Rush. I, I've never been a huge Rush fan. And people want to criticize me for that because, you know, <laughs> uh, the voice, I just I can't get through it, you know. But the musicianship, yeah. some of the best dudes that were walking the planet at the time. For you know, real. And I was up in Minneapolis at a, at a, at a convention and a, I was with a guy who's a huge Rush fan and he's, I knew he was a Rush fan and I'm the guy that when I go out of town, first thing I do is I see who's playing, right? So I can go yeah, see what shows. Yeah, I like to go look at other venues and stuff and, and, and I, I'm out of town I see Rush is playing and they're walking distance from the hotel and I sat on that information oh. for about a day because I'm like, I don't know if I want to go see Rush and finally I said, hey yeah. dude, Rush is playing tonight, and he was like, I'm buying your ticket, and we're going, period. And I was like, I knew you were going to say that, you know. Yeah. So we went, dude, mind blown. It was one of the best shows I've seen. Those guys were so tight. Um, so tight. You know, and, and they, I forget how many songs that they come out with that hits. are just hits, hits. you know. And yeah. at one point, they brought out a, uh, um, like a small, like a stripped down symphony type. It was probably about 12 string players that came Whoa. up and did a few songs. And, and it sounded cool. It was a little different, you know. And at yeah. the end, Getty Lee says, all right, now it's time to get off our stage. We've got some unfinished business. And then they came out, they, they ended with, you know, all their, their power hits, you know. And yeah. That's what Anyway, yeah, yeah, so anyway, I went off, 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 went down a rabbit hole on the, the, the no, but that's good. But it's, uh, you know, it, it, seeing a band like Rush or like Iron Maiden or Metallica, it's like a, it's a spiritual moment because you know we've grown up listening to these guys and they've got a, you know twenty years of music already and and, and so many of, our, of their songs are favorite. We 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 sing along to them and you know I, when I saw Rush for the first time, it was over at uh, at Selma the Verizon Wireless and um, I was never a huge Rush fan. But after that day, after that night, I was a huge Rush fan because I, it, it just wow, yeah, I, yeah. you know, I love the art. You saw the love, the, you know, the smiles as they're jamming and yeah. the connection they make with all the crowd, and uh, um, they come, they got me. Yeah, and effortless. I mean, and, and if, if yeah. you, I remember thinking, you know, I'm a big Primus fan, you know, which, okay. which they were heavily inspired by Rush, a three piece power trio, you know, For and, real. But I think Primus, but but really with Rush too. If you were to sit there and close your eyes, you would think that there's four or five guys up on stage. Making that work. That, you know, and you look, and it's just three dudes, and they're doing everything. Mind-blowing. It's yeah. mind-blowing. You know, so so uh, I definitely, when Rush uh, comes on the classic rock station, I uh, now I turn it up instead of turning away. Man. That's they, right. They, they, they won me over. Got to give them the love, man. Love Rush. All right, how about these two? Do you go more for... Pink Floyd or Tool? Man, Tool, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think Tool. I, I remember it, it might have been just to the time in life it hit me. And I will also say I've gotten to see Tool. I never got to see Pink Floyd, but I heard okay. uh, Roger Waters, I guess, came through uh, Austin Doing 360 recently. And, and a friend of mine was sending me pictures at 4 a.m. way after the show ended. So I think yeah. he was on a bender. Either way, um, um, you know, he said how awesome it was. But, you know, I, I remember... Uh, hanging out in the 90s at my buddy's house 120 minutes was on in the background we weren't really watching yeah. it we were, we were doing something else and i think the video to sober i think the first release maybe right. came on and then we saw the video and it caught our eye and we turned it up never heard of the band 
we were like, dude, this is mind blowing. Like, yeah. this is a, it's a sound I've never heard. And, and the visuals and the, the, we're like, these guys are crazy, you know? And then right. uh, we ended up, <laughs> man, it was probably two or three months later. We went to Lollapalooza in Houston and, and, uh, a band had dropped off and Tool got bumped from the small stage to the main stage and they opened the show. And after Tool, Rage Against the Machine was the second band. I oh, think it was Lollapalooza 94, maybe, or 95. I get them mixed up. Okay. Either way, but as soon as they came out and hit that first little, you know, my yeah. buddy goes, dude, this is the band that we saw. And we got right up to the front. And this was, you know, before they toured with the light show and the lasers, it was Maynard had his long hair. And and, yeah. uh, um, and they just got up there. And one of those bands, they just rocked. They didn't talk between songs. They just came out. They delivered, I think, their 30-minute Lollapalooza set yeah. they were given and killed it, man. And then, uh, of course... You know, Rage came on after, but at that point, man, I fell in love with, with Tool, and uh, I recently saw him again in Austin. My older brother uh, got tickets for myself and my younger brother, and, and brother had a brother trip to Austin, and Whoa. you know, we got to see them in today's world with the lasers and the lights and the videos the and the choreography, and, and, yeah. and man, those guys are so tight, and they were so on it you know and that yeah. uh, they came and they just blew everybody away and thank you good night they left you wanting more you know yeah, so, they always so, leave yeah. us wanting more. that's the thing about a tool concert now you know uh some of their songs are so long too and there's so many hits now that they've got in their catalog that we kind of leave like damn they didn't play this one yeah. they didn't play that one but uh, but everything they play it just uh it, it's crushing yeah, that's the Christian. problem with bands that have been They're around awesome. a while. You want to hear yeah. everything, you know what I mean? And and uh, you know, and I'm not a musician. Uh, I don't have that talent, but I could imagine that if you've been playing a song for 20 or 30 years and you've got a new song, that's the one you want to play. But yeah. your your fans that have been following you forever, man, they want to hear that the you got to give them that. You know, the old school stuff, you know, and I don't mean to keep bringing up Primus, but I saw them uh, at the Sunken Gardens a couple of years ago and it was an evening with Primus, no opener. Yeah. Um, they came out and they played about a 90 minute set of basically every album they've ever had and they just took all, all their popular oh. songs off every album and made it into like one 10 minute song and they jammed through everything wow. and they covered every album and they said we're taking a break we'll be right back they came back and they played their entire new album start to finish you know oh, and it was like smoke. so as as a fan i got to see every song that i wanted to see and then as, yeah. as a band they got to come out and put their new stuff out and and uh um Man, it was it was so good, man. We stayed for the entire show, start to finish. Yeah. I got a poster, autograph from the guys. You know, it's oh, in the collection dude, now. Killer. So yeah, so it's it's fun to see bands get creative and you know give the fans what they want, but then also you know showcase their 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 new artistic abilities. You know, and, and how they've grown. So that's, that's like good. a perfect show right there. You oh, get man. the back catalog, you get the medley, so you get all the favorite riffs and yeah. you know all the all the hooks, and then you get to to hear the new music too. Yeah. You're like wow. And a lot of times, you know, sometimes when, when a band comes on, all right, this is a new song, <laughs> it never fails. It, all right, time to go to go get a beer, time yeah, to go to the restroom, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. you know. But somebody like Primus, uh, when they when they deliver, and, and when, if you're a fan of Primus, you ain't going nowhere. Yeah, You're yeah. like, yeah, I want to hear this new shit. It's going to be crushing. Visually appealing, just of course. their stage presence, yeah, you know dude. what I mean? It's like, it's like clean, uh, you, you can't take your eyes off, you know. It's, I know. It's, it's, a, it's a fun deal. I seen them once. I was over at uh, it was an Ozfest, and and probably one of the, my favorite Ozfest. It was when uh, Slipknot was it was their first tour okay. on the side stage, but uh, but uh, on the main stage they had System of a Down opening up. Then they had Deftones, and uh, they were on there too, along with Slayer and Rob Zombie and Black Sabbath. Yeah, awesome. Love Primus, and I thought it was kind of funny. I was like, yeah, how they got into the mix. But then when you think about it in big picture, 
they were in constant rotation on Headbangers Ball yeah, and, yeah. and you know on all the uh, hard rock stations and they're stuff. They're a weird band. Uh, Matt Martinez that works at House of Rock forever. You know, uh, my, yeah. my production guy and old GM. You know, he's got a theory that in the '90s, if you had to be weird. To make it, and yeah. he goes, nothing's weirder than Primus, than Primus, you know. And he says, then what genre are they? That nobody really knows. They're, they, the punk rockers kind of liked them, but the the, the metalheads kind of liked them. And yep. it was, you know, they never blew up to be where they were selling out stadiums on their own. But man, they've held their own for years, and they've been on a lot of good festivals and, and yeah. a lot of cool stuff. And, and can... uh, you know, hey, they wrote the South Park theme, you know, so right. so, so they're in there. You know, they, they found their way <laughs> big time. Like Tool, you know, when they got a, a huge underground following, that yeah. no matter where they go, what time of the year. Without a new album, people come people show up. People gonna watch it. Always, always. How about these ones, man? How about what do you think about? Are you more of a a, a Slipknot fan or Metallica fan? Man, Metallica. You know yeah. what? It's a uh, another thing I'll get criticized for. I never got to be a huge Slipknot fan. You know, I got to book him at Concrete Street. Uh, great show. Uh, yeah, I think they're good, but man, I think Metallica just goes back to that. Man, I grew up. Uh, that, that's right you know, and i've got my my older brother's two years older than i am and i remember vividly we took a trip to go see my aunt in, in new york and uh, i don't remember how we got there we must have flown but I, I don't i don't remember um i was very young but i remember um uh man chop your breakfast on a mirror and he was explaining right. to me what that meant and i'm a kid and i'm a kid yeah what are you talking about and and i didn't really understand what it was i was listening to but yeah. i knew that the the drive of the music and the bass on that that whole album was just like man, it was something. Yeah. That I, it was something new. And then from then on, I mean, anytime Metallica puts out something new, you know, I, I was always ready to kind of give it a listen and, and yeah. get to see them uh, live a couple years ago. Um, you know, and those guys, like a lot of bands, have had their ups and downs, and you know they've been criticized, and you know they've had their breakups and their moments, and they've been emotional. And I know that I've, right. I've never watched their uh, what was they put out a a uh, documentary a while back they got mixed reviews yeah, and i the, thought i don't want to watch that i don't want to taint the waters you know what i mean yeah. i keep my opinion how it is but when i saw them recently man those guys have looks like they've taken care of themselves and, and they're in shape and they put on a good show that that you know it wasn't a bunch of old dudes jamming it was Metallica right. killing it you know what i mean yeah and, and uh, it was just such a such a such a good show I gotta give it to them, man. They they they're the best at what they do. Yeah, you know yeah. The, they're the biggest, baddest uh, metal band out there, and it's not my chance. It's it's by them taking risk. It's by them just uh, grinding and and uh, when when there wasn't no uh, radio play for them, you know, up till they finally released one on Justice yeah. for All. Yeah. Up until then, it was just constant touring and yeah. just building up that fan base, and then finally it was like uh, uh, the masses, or should I say, uh, corporate, finally came to them. Yeah. When they realize, oh my God, we're missing yeah. out on a huge market down here. We need to open our open our mind. Let's 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 uh, let's bring in these heavy metal guys. Yeah. Well, it's funny how sometimes people talk about sellouts, you know. And I, I just being in the business, there's there's so many times I feel like people get labeled as sellouts, and it's like, man, those guys have been doing what they've been doing the way they've been doing it, and suddenly people got it. They didn't right. sell out. They just yeah. they were just doing what they were doing, and it was working to the extent they needed it to work to keep doing it. And For then real, people got it, you know. And there's there so many bands, you know, uh, you know, Green Day, very like pop punky. But man, go listen to the old school Green Day. Yeah, it's not too far off from where they are now. They they were doing that, you know, old Houston band jamming out, playing. Yeah. The, I think they played Casey Pavilion Hall here in Corpus right back off in Alameda, the, and they're just over here doing their thing. And then suddenly people realized, no, this is music, you know. Yeah. And and then suddenly, you know, with that. 
that that realization, you know, man comes a record deal and he becomes a tour bus and everybody gets a piece. And I mean, you can't expect somebody to, you know, work their ass off for years and then right. have an opportunity and walk away from it, you know? And, yeah. and, and so, um, you know, it's interesting how this business works, you know, cause I've been guilty of it. There's a lot of bands that, that I would, would listen. I went there with Metallica for a minute to where like before they got that commercial success, I was all about it. And then that album came out and I'm like, man, it's overplayed. Chili Peppers, same way. I mean, I was you okay. know, that guy that listened to Uplift Mofo, Party Plan and Mother milk yeah, and these kind of funky milk. kind of things and then yeah. you know and then suddenly you know uh um blood sugar sex magic comes out and and uh, give it away hits and man this is rad and then suddenly i'm listening to under the bridge in heb and i'm like what is going on you know what i mean and i had to kind of let let them air out a little bit you know and, right and, uh, yeah and, and maybe got labeled a sellout and then you come back around and it's like man good music's good music you know what yeah. I mean? And these guys do what they do they put their their heart and soul into it and man good for them to catch that break you know and big time uh, i wish more bands could catch that break you know and yeah and that's what you strive for you know and, and uh so anyway yeah going down that little rabbit hole there on that no that, but that's that so topic. true about the red hot chili peppers man and and they've got a new album that they just dropped and they've got a couple of uh songs that uh, uh the, the latest one a tip of my tongue kind of reminds me of the stuff from that that they got started with yeah. on the uh, uplift mojo yeah yeah plan yeah. back in the day man and and they got another one that didn't i want to say it was like black summer i think is the title and when i first heard it i didn't think it was i couldn't i didn't i couldn't recognize it was chili peppers yeah but as i started hearing it a few times and then when when uh, one of the djs all right that's a new chili pepper it's like no shit so i really started hearing and i was like i guess that is anthony singing yeah, yeah. he just took a different approach and it just had a different kind of feel and i could appreciate it yeah, yeah they needed yeah. something fresh too yeah, absolutely yeah, you know absolutely. they needed yeah. it you know, man it's tough i mean every every band goes through it man there's very few uh, Chili Peppers or Aerosmiths or or, or, or yeah. you know, these bands that just ACDCs that just make it forever. I mean, right? you can take a look at even you know your Will and Nelson. I mean, that that guy has hit the top and he's hit the bottom. You know, Bob yeah. Dylan, same thing. I mean, from every band kind of goes through that, and so so to be able to kind of pick yourself back up and reinvent yourself. I mean, that that's a real success story, in my opinion. Big you know? time, it is absolutely. So, what do you think? What what decade did you favor more, the eighties or the nineties? Man, probably 90s, you know, but on the cusp. I think the late 80s, early 90s was probably my 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 era that I, I yeah. really, really liked. You know, I, I got into, you know, um, um, that whole Seattle scene there for a minute with Soundgarden. You know, Chris Cornell, huge fan. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, um, and, and Jane's Addiction, you know, and, and uh, I've also been, I've been a Social Distortion fan forever. And so a lot Killer. of those bands that kind of maybe were born in the 80s, but then carried through to the 90s, right. you know, or some of probably the, the era, you know. the Who's your favorite grunge band? Man, that's tough, you know. Um, uh, shoot, I'm a big Alice in Chains fan. I always have been, right. you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, those guys are, are good. Uh, of course, you know, man, uh, Nirvana was one that kind of came out from uh, and out of nowhere a little bit, you know, in, in my right. mind that, that did well. Um, you know, so there's, uh, uh, it's funny that you're asking this because the other day yeah. I've got a, a um, an employee now who's coming on to help Stephanie with the marketing and, and uh, uh, she's a college age student and uh, somehow we were, I was listening to, uh, uh, I might have been a Pearl Jam song or something, you know, and, and uh, she was telling me that some of her favorite music was like Pearl Jam. And I thought that was an odd answer from someone who's in their early 20s, you know, which got, yeah. me, got me into uh, the single soundtrack, you know, which is the that 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 is the Mud Honey and, and uh, all those um, bands from uh, there. Yeah, that, that whole era, you know what yes. I mean? So so that then Temple of the Dog, which is kind of the morph between Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. And mm-hmm. so just recently in this past week, I went down this you know, 80s, 90s or 90s grunge rabbit hole that was yeah. Yeah. It's like 
on. But it's funny, as much as, as, as that was a memorable moment in my life, I get into it and I get out of it just as quick. You know, it's like, yeah. like I enjoy it, but it's like, all right, I get my fix and then I move on, you know, to, to, to yes, the next thing. You know? But but it's, uh, I'd say back to answer your question, Alice in Chains probably. Alice and, in Chains. Uh, I got to see them on a lot of blues as well. That was one that, that uh, was just, man, their live show was phenomenal, you know what I yeah. mean? And, and it, was just, it was good energy. What do you think of the new singer for Alice in Chains? Man, I dig him. You know, He's I was, good, I was right? skeptical, man, you know, yeah. and, and uh, when they came out and, and, uh, and, and I hate to say it, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but bands have a hard time replacing lead singers. You oh, know, that, that's, that's your, yes. your, and whether that, that, that person, that personality even wants to be the front man, if mm-hmm. you're the lead singer, a lot of times you're the front man and, and, uh, as good of a drummer as you are, a lot of times people don't recognize you because you're behind the cymbals, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's just the nature of the beast. And, and, uh, uh, of course, you know, guitar players get the solos, you know what I mean? And, 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 right. but They'll singers are they're in your face, you know? So when you lose a singer and it's just tough, man, but this dude sounds really good Yeah, and, and he, he, he can play the stuff the way it needs to he sing the way it needs to get sang and and uh, and the other stuff he's he's great at yeah. so so I, I think that uh, that's a uh, that's a good fit big yeah, time yeah yeah I thought he was a, he's perfect fit I don't know where he came from but but yeah you know there's his charisma his style but especially being able to uh, to uh, pull off those uh, Lane Staley songs very yeah. well and he also plays guitar too so. He brings a lot to the table. Yeah, he does. He does. He's got some star yeah, power there. Yeah, Jerry Contrell just, I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal oh, yeah. as it is, you know what I mean? So yeah. having that. Uh, man, it's non sequitur here, but we're talking about lead singers. Uh, I think you were at the show, Kill Switch Engage, whenever they had the uh, All That Remains uh, singer. Phil Switch. Phil, yes. Yeah. I remember I didn't buy one of those shirts, but they had Phil Switch Engage shirts for sale. And I, I remember, bro. And I was working that day, and I, I should have gone and bought a shirt, you know what yeah. I mean? Because that was like a classic That would have been a badass souvenir right man, there. That, they, he did a good job on that night, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. just on on the whim filling in you know what i mean it was one of those things right. but uh, yeah yeah that, that was a, that was a cool singer switch there that actually that worked for the moment you know what i mean for the so, moment yeah, exactly yeah. hey it was luckily they just got lucky yeah, yeah. those are big shoes to feel that for the singer and kill yeah, switch man howard time. jones at that time yeah huge huge now i tell you what uh, um i'm a big movie fan all right, so I want to ask you a few of these questions. I'm going to kind of get around here. But what do you think? Who do you prefer more? Are you, are you more of a Arnold Schwarzenegger movie fan or maybe Sylvester Stallone? Man, you're coming out with the good ones here, you know? <laughs> good. Uh, man, I'd probably right. say Arnold Schwarzenegger would be the kid in me answering the question. Man, I was into all his movies, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, big dude, strong, and, and he had big a crazy time. accent. Terminator. You know, and, and, uh, but, you know, look, looking back, I mean, uh, I got to respect uh, Sly, man. He's, he's longevity. He's got a new... Uh, a TV series I which I haven't seen yet, but Tulsa. It's, it's, yes, you know I'm a big Sopranos fan, and I yeah. think that some of those guys are involved in it. And and uh, I mean I don't know how old Sylvester is, but you figure he's too old to be doing it. And you're watching the the, the previews, and I'm going, man, I'm going to wait until there's a few episodes out so I can binge yeah. watch that one day. You know what I mean? But uh, um, you know uh, I think uh, Sylvester came out you know, on the on the Rockies, which was you know I'm 46, so it's probably a little before my time in the early 70s. I want to say yeah. that came out, and so I remember I remember seeing him, and I remember seeing the rerun of it you know but i think arnold kind of hit in the 80s was was his heyday Strong. and that's when i was just getting to where i could kind of like was old enough to watch some of those movies okay. you know and kind of that stuff so um, yeah. you know and then of course the terminators and all those that he was in were just always you know and classics in my mind so yeah and i said probably arnold schwarzenegger but uh but man 
you know, Sly's got that longevity and it's. He's got like, those Rambo's yeah. and but yeah, like the Expendables. Yeah, yeah. Remember how they yeah. even got? He had he had to bring Arnold in the mix. Yes, he had yeah, to. I yeah. love the way he brought in all the big dogs, man. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's it, it with that mentality. There's room for us all. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Awesome, awesome. Um, what do you think about a, a comedy style? How about this? You are you more of a Richard Pryor fan or maybe Eddie Murphy? Man, Richard Pryor. I'm you telling know, you, I right? Think, I think the, the <laughs> he kind of set the groundwork for yeah, Eddie to do what he does. He, he did, he's a pioneer, man. Big time. And, and, uh, the toy was... was uh, Oh, that's was a great classic, movie. Dude. And, and uh, man, like great I said Christmas earlier, movie uh, there. I grew up on a dairy farm and my mom would, would somehow copy these VHS tapes. We had a little catalog of them. But man, yeah. the, the toy, I think my brother and I laughed at that movie over and over again. Jackie you know? Gleason. Yes, yeah, it was so oh, awesome. Dude. Yeah, yeah, so, so cool. Good stuff right there. Yeah, so Richard Pryor, real quick. And okay, so how about in the fantasy movie world? Are you more of a Star Wars fan, or maybe Star Trek, or man, do you Star like Wars. even those Star, Star Wars, Wars? Hands down, yeah, man. I, so yeah, I, I never got into, never got into Star Trek too much. My grandparents, uh, um, my grandfather would watch it sometimes. I'd watch it with him, and I never got it. You know what I mean? Okay. I, for whatever reason, you know. Um, but uh, Star Wars was probably one of the first movies I remember going to the theater to see. You know, and yeah. so. You know, I remember being, you know, blown away by it, and, and uh, you know, it was the old school Star Wars. I got into those, the new stuff, and never really got into. Uh, um, and, and, and truth be told, once I started having kids, and you know, House of Rock, I, I mean, I just don't hit the movies like I used to. But growing of up, course. Star Wars yeah. was, was, excuse me, that was a jam. Star that Wars. was a hit. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I'm, I'm more of a Star Wars guy. Um, love Darth Vader. Love Luke. I love the whole storyline about it. And. Uh, I'm a big uh, William Shatner fan, but yeah. it's not all just from Star Trek, though. Yeah, it's yeah, some just in general. Yeah, he's kind of kooky, man. He's kind of cool, know, which, man. Which, 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 yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Just, I'm a History Channel buff, man. When I do flip through and I'll to get stuck on there, he's got that uh, show that he's on now that narrates the mysteries of the unknown or something, but uh, he's, yeah, he still he, comes out. He does and, good on those. Yeah, he's got yeah. one on, on Netflix right now called The Unexplained. Yes, that's it. That's what I was thinking. Yes, yeah, that's Very it. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just, I love watching him. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's one of those guys that I, I never get enough of. Now, here's the last one I want to wrap up on Draw the Line. And this one right here, this question is going to be about, I'm going to give you three choices. And these are three of, of, of my favorite horror movies. And you tell me which one you more, uh, is, is a favorite of yours. Do you prefer more The Exorcist, Halloween, or The Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Is and he your is, favorite killer by chance? Well, this is this this. Uh, believe it or not, I've never seen The Exorcist. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? And, 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 and there's a, there's a, there's right. one of those movies that I've had this conversation with people, and they're yeah. mind blown, and they're like, "Dude, you got to watch it." And I'm like, "Man, at this point, it's been so hyped up." I'm afraid to be let down because oh, it's, it's been right. so hyped it's up, you know. All the um, way up there, yes. But, you know, uh, Halloween was one of those. I remember when I watched it, I was, uh, my folks, you know, once again, you bring it up, I lived on a farm and we didn't have, you know, uh, there's no cable, you know what I mean? And so yeah. we had a few movies that, that my mom got, you know, um, and, and uh, most of those were, were not movies maybe I would have picked, but movies she wanted me to see, right? So okay. we had that. And then uh, literally, if you were going to change a channel, my brother would go outside, we would turn the antenna because we couldn't get channel okay. three, six and 10. So I didn't grow up huge movie buff, but I remember going to uh, my, my buddy's house in Orange Grove, a guy named Nathan Thomas. Uh, we're having a sleepover, a couple of dudes, you know, we're hanging out and uh, we decided to watch these Halloween. It was the first time I saw these scary movies and man, it was one of those nights to where I just remember there was a tree blowing outside and this movie was playing and, and uh, uh, you know, we were scared. 
You know what yeah. I mean? It was what it got us. You yeah. know what I mean? To where it was like, now I'm in a strange house, hanging out. I don't want to close my eyes. You know what I mean? It was, yeah. I was like, all right, this is in, <laughs> and, uh, um, um, you know, so so I would have to, without a doubt, you know, Halloween. I think that one, and uh, not on the list, the Nightmare on Elm Street. Those probably Nightmare, were, were the okay. two probably that, that would go side by side. You know what I mean? And Freddy Krueger just made you not want to go to sleep. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, man. like you know, uh, someone who gets you when you're awake and you're alert and you can run and hide, that's one thing. But yeah. some sucker who's going to come into your dreams and get you is not cool you know right. what i mean like, so, man, so I'm, yeah eventually my ass gonna be too tired he's gonna get me yes he's yes, gonna catch yes. up to me man that's cool that's very cool yeah i was a big uh uh halloween fan out of these three halloween's my pick as well too um michael myers um terrified me as a kid yeah he just freaking terrified yeah. me and i saw him when you know in 78 when the movie first came out saw him in the theater and after that i was just uh man i had nightmares for a long time yeah. the mask and yeah. and even now even still when i uh as a kid as a teenager especially before i moved out of my my, my parents home as i'm walking down the uh down the sidewalk whenever there's these shrubs that go all the way to the edge of the sidewalk i always walk into the street because i'm i, don't, I can't tell who's on the other side because <laughs> i always picture that scene from um i guess Lori's walking home from school and then all of a sudden she looks and then michael's like right there standing there yeah. and then she looks again and he's gone and she goes hey there's somebody back there and they go and look and there's nobody there Lori, you're going crazy but it's that scene that always reminds me like oh shit who's on the other side of that yeah. is it michael this time yeah and yeah. it just he got into my psyche yeah. and uh yeah i couldn't i couldn't shake it and so it just kind of just it's one of those things where uh um i thought i was going to uh maybe pass on that that kind of scared bug to my kids but man, they don't make them scary like they used no, to. No, they're different. They're different they're, in a different yeah. kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a lot of kids too—they're desensitized a, a lot of stuff too, just because there, there's so it. much out there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like there was, you know, I, you know. Once again, you know, we were kids growing up. If there's a whatever it was, whether it's a scary movie or a new band or or a cool pair of shoes, I mean, you, you yeah. had to hear about that because you had to know somebody who was cool enough to know about it. You know, right. and, and and now with technology, it's at your fingertips. You know, which in some ways is good. You know, because uh, you know going into to uh, you know, music, you know, like uh, you know Rush obviously is not putting out any more albums, but if you start listening to maybe the new Primus album, if you like Primus, you might like Rush, and then right. you start tapping in. You like Rush, you might like Led Zeppelin. You like Led Zeppelin, you might like you know Eddie Van Halen or whatever. Yeah. So you go these rabbit holes. These kids are so much exposure and so much information at their fingertips. You know, scary movies are the same way. You start looking online if you like this movie, we might try this one or this director also directed. <laughs> and right. know, it was harder to find yeah. that information back then unless you really kind of geeked out on it a little bit you know so um, yeah kids these days are yeah, it's well, a different breed man you're right somebody yeah. had to turn you on to it back in the day yes. when we were yeah. kids because um, we didn't have that we, the internet didn't exist um, so it was always like maybe a, a, an uncle maybe a, somebody older yeah. somebody or yeah. somebody from out of town even especially uh, living here in Corpus we you know we got things after the fact Hey, Casey, like I mentioned, that was the last thing I had right there for our, for our segment of Draw the Line. Yeah. You know, I got to thank you so much for, for coming and hanging with me this afternoon. We had a lot to cover, and I really was able to find out a lot about you that I didn't know about. Mm -hmm. and, um, and before we wrap things up today, um, I want to make sure people have a way of being able to uh, uh, know what's going on at the Texas House of Rock. So the website is TexasHouseOfRock.com. Yep. Yep. And if it's on Facebook, is it just going to be House of Rock? Uh, House O Rock. House yeah, yeah, so all our social media handles are House O'Rock, and then uh, the website's TexasHouseOfRock.com. And Instagram? Same, O'Rock, House O'Rock. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Instagram, Twitter, I think we got a, uh, Stephanie's got our, uh, 
uh, what you call it, the TikTok up and rolling now. So like yeah. we're, we're, we're the cool kids, man. So we're, we're out there. Perfect. Yeah, and Stephanie taking there. care of business. Yeah. And I got to give a shout out to my man, Josh, that works over there as well. And all the super staff over there at the House of Rock. And Casey, thanks a lot for, for uh, everything you do for our community, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. This has been good, good stuff, man. Um, and I appreciate you having me here. Without a doubt, this is cool. It's been awesome, man. Any last words you want to say about anybody out there? Man, you know what? I, I just came to me here real quick. Uh, um, uh, in, uh, I've got in February 16th, uh, we're calling it the uh, uh, South Texas Music Industry Symposium. I'm sending you some information wow. on it. Uh, we've got the Texas Music Office okay. is coming down, ASCAP. And C, I'm sorry, BMI and CSAC are coming down to speak. Um, and and uh, long story short, um, we're, we're getting Texas Corpus um, uh, recognized as a music-friendly community uh, through the Texas Music Office. Great. Uh, that's going to open some doors for uh, for the music community. Um, and the symposium is really going to be a collection. There's some uh, professors from A&M and from Dunmar who are going to come speak. We're going to have several panels. Um, and there's, there's some ways out there that uh, uh, you can make money as musicians besides getting paid for gigs and selling merch, which getting your music license through BMI and CSAC. Yeah. Um, and, and also, uh, you know, Spotify and the different, different avenues of making music. Um, but also what we're lacking that that I'm on a mission right now is I want to get a, a directory of every band, every promoter, every guy that rents PAs and lights and equipment and uh, basically just industry folks, you know, yeah. even accountants. There's a lot of things that uh, bands and particularly young bands don't know that if you are driving to practice, you can count those miles and get uh, a break on your taxes, you know, those types of things. That's and, huge. And so That's right. A, there, there, this, as you mentioned earlier, uh, music is a labor of love. I think that on all sides um, um, and if we can all learn uh, how to make those pennies and dollars hit our pocketbooks and stay in, in our possession versus going out of the market you know and as a venue owner I write a lot of checks to CSAC and BMI thousands of dollars a year just to be a music venue um, yeah. very little of that comes back to our community so on the 16th of February we're having this symposium um, it's going to be free for all musicians um, and the, the visit Corpus Christi the local convention and visitors bureau yeah. uh, is going to take on this project um, and, and start to create a, a database you know so if, Whoa, uh, if cool. a convention comes to town and they say, hey, we want a, a rock band or a cover band or a jazz band, they can go to the CVB and hire a local band. Stop hiring bands from San Antonio or, right. you know, which was nothing wrong with those bands, but we've got the talent here. Um, sure. Let's put these folks to work, you know. So yeah. I think that's going to be our, our next mission for House of Rock is going to be to help uh, bring the community together. And, and uh, the vision isn't going to be no bands are going to play. I don't want to have a band perform because I don't want somebody to say, well, why does this genre or this band? Oh, I get it. it it's all about I want a metalhead standing next to a folk musician. We all have the same problems. The tour from Corpus, right. we're two hours from anywhere. How do you feasibly get out of Corpus and, and start making money on the road? And, and what are these avenues? And there's people out there um, in the Texas Music Office who have resources who have figured this out. And we want to help uh, teach the local community on, on, on what they need, what we need to kind of really grow um, and take things to the next level. So I think right. uh, I wanted to plug that a little bit. Once again, it's going to be four musicians, uh, songwriters uh, in the local community. And, and uh, we're looking to blow this thing up. We're going to host it at House of Rock and the Bay Jewel. There's going to be breakout sessions and panelists and groups and keynote speaker and uh, Jimmy Smithwick is working uh, with me on it um, and uh, I'd like to talk to you more about maybe getting involved with your connections and, and uh, you're well respected in the music community and, and uh, you know we need everybody to kind of buy in and show right. up and show some support and then figure out how can we benefit from 
leaning on each other. There's a lot of things right. that you know that others don't. Let's share some information and, and all, all rise together. So that's the, the next the next step of the I our, love that. Our journey. So that symposium is going to be February 16th? February 16th, yeah. Good. Yeah. I'll definitely be there, but but definitely let's talk about this afterwards or maybe I can, anywhere I can help. Well, yeah, I would without love a doubt. To. Without a doubt. Okay. Love it. Thanks for having me. Casey, great having you today. Uh, guys, thanks a lot for listening to the podcast today. Make sure you go out and, and uh, take care of Casey and, and, and all our family out there at the House of Rock. They got that killer kitchen we were talking about earlier. Go in there and try some of that deep dish pizza, but make sure you're not in a hurry because it's going to take about 45 minutes on that cook time. But that's all good. You can always call ahead of time, too, and they go by there and roll over and pick it up and get it ready for you for dinner. And uh, just keep them busy over there, all right? They're doing the best they can to make sure they always are providing some fantastic entertainment from all kinds of different uh, uh, venues of, of artists and musicians. So uh, let's give back just like Casey's always giving back to us and everybody there at the House of Rock. And uh, make sure you check it out, TexasHouseOfRock.com. Keep up with your events that are going to be happening because they're going on year-round. And if you know somebody that, that, that needs a meal and needs a place to go hang out and grab something to eat on Christmas Eve, make sure that you send them to the Tamale Christmas Eve annual event that they have there at the House of Rock. All right? So thanks a lot, Casey. Thanks for having us. To, uh, thanks for being on the show today. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll see you at the show. This concludes my interview with Casey Lane, owner of the House of Rock. We had a great conversation, and I hope you had a great time listening to our interview today. Thanks a lot for listening, and if you have any questions or comments, please leave them at the Tony Gomez Show on Facebook. After I sign off today, I'm going to leave you with a track from Killer Morris' Groundbreaker CD, one of my favorites. It's entitled Bottom Feeder. So remember, you're the master of your own destiny and creator of your own future. Keep grinding out there, my friends, and have a Merry Christmas, and I'll see you at the show.